Like the serial killer. I know you're gonna dig this. Episode three of Collective Verity's Truth or Truth podcast. Um, I'm I'm one fifth of the collective, Dewan Bland. I am also restricted this week in saying anything outlandish in the intro. And to my left, we have Danny Unspoken, who is restricted from saying anything. I guess I don't know. Don't say what you can't say. Mm-hmm. I can't say what I can't say. Oh, my turn. To my left, we have. Corzetta Renee, aka, y'all gonna say it with me? No. The champ is here. The champ is here. Which is why you're called the champ is here. 
you, you got PTO though. today. I didn't even give myself that name. Dewan gave me that name. So somebody must have recognized my greatness. You do realize that the names in the group chat are troll attempts by one. Uh-huh. Oh, you were trying? Also, <laughs> my nicknames in the group chat would be fire. You going home also, court. the, the name was given you? after you said the champ was here. He changed it to that. But I can't help if he takes one thing that I say out of a million and holds on to that. That's what he valued the most. I'm trying to get the people what they want. The people want the champ. All right, oh whatever. It's my left. Um, my name is Dufe. How y'all doing? I'm lifting my hand right now. Yeah, I'm like, who are you waving at? I don't know. We it's not okay. on camera yet. He's in fake worship. Mm, fake worship. Well, until your left oh. is Brittany Sharice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the right? slandered one. <laughs> the slandered one well, once again. So, Chris, are you going to tell the people about your uh, PTO today? Yeah, so you know, the collective is all about mental health and self care. Uh, self care. So, I got a PTO day. That means that when we get paid for a collective event, I still get paid for it. I think it's something like that, but it's cool. The collective does PTO, but we have somebody really dope in my place. We had a super awesome guest, so I do want to say that, that the PNRs is personal and not paid time off. <laughs> um, well, if we do a group event, I'm getting paid. So personal, call it what you will. I mean, if y'all cash up us, you know we'll split it up, and she'll still get paid. She'll cash up, dollar oh, sign, collective verity. Where do we check how much PTO we get? Um, it's on the Cash website. HR Direct. Yeah. <laughs> we do look need it HR. We it's be fooling. It's in your pay core. Yeah. Right. You got to look it up. You know what I'm saying? You, gotta you log got your in. login? You got to log in with your password. Don't I got a few your grievances. I, can I, was file with HR. I was about to legit say our real password for everything. The stupid thing is, I will forget to edit it out and it'll be a nigga <laughs> with all of our poetry <laughs> just hitting the streets. <laughs> Y'all ready to hear Perception 4? All in the Google Docs with our unwritten I got or unreleased content. Stuff. So today we have a special guest. We um yeah. we have brought in an indie animal herself. To come and pod. If you can introduce yourself to the people. I am not an indie animal. Please Google that. Um so you know that I'm not. Um it's Dawn, Danita's little sister. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Dawned on them, since I don't have a catchy name. We didn't even everyone. give our Why social media tags. <laughs> She's still shimmy. She ain't even speaking. She just she completely down. still. Whatever. <laughs> this is why we need video. All right. So we have punched in because we have taken our weekly Uber Eats break. <laughs> With another right. to come. So right. we want to thank all of our listeners for the feedback, uh, the critiques, the encouragement that you sent us on our first uh, couple of episodes. We love, adore, and cherish you, and hope that you continue to enjoy this content. So, how's everybody's week been? Before that, I just wanna, um, I wanna keep the same energy, and say that last week, I said Will Smith has two good movies, and I was wrong. It was brought to my attention a movie that I actually love called Collateral Beauty. Should I think that movie was. I think it was great. Um, that movie won't me made me want to fight Jacob Lattimore. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jacob <laughs> Lattimore was Jacob trash. Lattimore for like a he year. was trash in there, but Will Smith did his thing and the wife did his thing. I don't want um, Jacob Lattimore in front of a camera again um, and getting paid for it. No selfies. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to make that change. 
But also again, because she asked me to name people that is better than I, I, I am. So Denzel, yes, uh, who are better? Did she just correct Black me actors? on podcast? You know okay. she's English. Um, not not no. She said Tom Hanks wasn't better. Tom Hanks is better. Um, uh, Denzel Leonardo ain't top DiCaprio. ten. I mean Will Smith is not top uh, ten. Okay, I'm about to say. Oh, bro. I would say um, Denzel ain't um, top ten. Who is? Uh, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. What Jake Gyllenhaal? What's my man named? Chidi Cool? Uh, Edge of Four. Yeah, Edge of Four. Him, um, Don Cheadle. All are better than Will Smith. I just want to let you know that on the podcast. But I, I do want to. Don so Cheadle was underrated. Can thing, we just say that? The thing about the I Will agree. Smith hate came right after you said, "Hey, yo, Will, I'm trying to get some <laughs> some of this genie money." So I'm rocking with you. But Will Smith trash though. For real. <laughs> like he if did. we being honest about it, right? I just and I don't even think he trash. I just think um, I just think he you know he overrated. I ain't gonna lie, he was the best part of the new Aladdin movie. Um, I mean, it shouldn't have been a new Aladdin movie though. It's just well, like part. why make it? Because I feel like they need part. to leave Disney the way no, it no, is. No. Disney wakes up every day and say, How "Remember can we when get they some more money? <laughs> backed up a garbage truck full of money to our front doors? Let's, Let's do that, that again." again. <laughs> All right. So how was everybody's week? I mean. I'm I'm on the same week as last week, so it, it's been one long continuous week. Two weeks? No, no. It, it feels oh, like one right. long continuous week. You right? Yeah. But I was productive this week. Yay! Shout out to productivity. Productivity is important. Shout out to getting them products off. Oh. oh okay. Gosh. I think we talk about a different type of productivity. I'm just all right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Britney's is uh, not affiliated was... with any criminal activity. Sorry, Don. Go ahead. You work with for with criminals. <laughs> you have to be, that's your whole job. You is to work with criminality. All right. Wow. You don't participate in criminal activity. I do not participate yeah. in criminal Allegedly. activity. <laughs> Don, how was your week? My week was fine. In Indiana, it poured like two days though. But mm-hmm. blessings and highly favored. You know, I did used to want to be a meteorologist back in the day. Meteorology. Uh-huh. But not a storm chaser. That, don't do that. That's you too busy it. chasing the bag? No, I, just, I would get blown away. Like, now you just blow they it's not for miles me. away. When you, mm, it's not he for has me. to stop. But yeah. Voice to word play. Yeah. Homie court defense. Yo, when I'm on the block, the product. Bye. Bye. So, <laughs> week. Do fame. Oh my! Um, <laughs> my week is interesting. Oh. Um. Yeah, it was interesting. It was cool. It's okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my week was cool. Is um, you know, work stuff happened like always, like everybody life. Um, that's about it. Work, fitness. Getting this uh, money. That's what it's money. But that's about money. it. You know what I'm saying? Everything else pretty good. My week was okay. I'm really bored at work right now. So um Bored. Yeah, man. Training is boring. I'm ready to I've been in training for three months now. Dang. But I graduate from the academy next week. Dang. So um yeah, just trying to fight through boredom. That's all. I could have been writing because I'm a writer. 
like Juan said earlier this week, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. But I got fire Talk about coming. That rebellion. I got fire coming, so. Okay. Boy, I thought you just said, I got fire. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was worried. You got fired over a poem? No. Hey. Oh, wow. Fire is We're coming. We're making money off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fire is coming. Why? Well, how was For your sure. week? You asking questions. So, my week was smooth, man. Um, been in these streets, man. Just trying to trying to make it happen. This is why we don't ask questions. Well, what if what have you been in the streets doing? Mm-mm, I've been organizing in, in the streets. That's um, why you asked. Mm-hmm. I've been ministering in the streets. I've been administering in the streets as well. See, <laughs> so it's gonna take a turn. I mean, but it's better what than what people could have assumed. Yeah, I was about to say, what have you been ministering? What have you been serving the people? Mm-hmm. Looks. Oh no! Fashionista, fashionista. <laughs> Arms. What have you been administering? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our first topic of the week. Exactly. I was so. trying to clear him up for the people. Oh, All right. So. He was out here wildly. I am. So our first topic for the week. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Topic number one is going to be. You just gotta let her go. Just, she'll recover in a minute. She'll she'll be back. Just you want to talk about it? <laughs> she, I don't think she can. She gotta catch her breath. Mhm. Mhm. You see what we building here? <laughs> this is why this is why we ain't on iTunes yet. Like I'm usual. Mhm. Just don't look at him. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time. Don't look at. Just don't look at him. I'm trying. Look away. Oh, leave her. Man. Stop staring. Look. Leave her alone. <laughs> I'm just gonna look up to the ceiling. Mm. First topic. Come. So our first topic is um, Lord. <laughs> wow. Oh no, because that was like the biggest. That's what she said. <laughs> no, why you said it? But okay, that first topic. Is. So our first topic. This is why the saints don't like us. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, I'm a whole saint. So you said it went on my head. I mean, yeah. we are all saints, but the saints don't be thinking that we. You got talking to your mic. Before you start proclaiming. So our first topic of the week um, is centered around both mental health and arts, and this topic is going to be. At first, it was going to be the first piece of art that made you see that talking about mental health was both important and doable but it necessarily doesn't have to be the first just the most uh prevalent um when it comes to your development as a young human well go ahead kick it off okay so for me um it it came from the joe button mood music mixtapes um i know people hear joe button and typically think uh pump it up and you got served and spinning on your head and and the bald headed dude who yell at Drake every week. But um, Joe Button's discography is full of music about um, mental health and his battle with depression, suicidal thoughts, addiction. And um, as a, I was like fourteen, fifteen, listening to music, and I was like, "Yo, we don't all have to be like super flashy and over braggadocious." Um, I think the the song that I still listen to um, the most from Joe Button when it comes to like uh, mental health discussions is probably his song called Only Human. 
and he is talking about just having the weight of the world on his shoulders and everybody having this expectation from him and like God only made him human. And the coldest part, well, not the co- the most impactful part of the song is like he's talking about getting to the point where he like, yo, I'm about to be over it. Just about to take myself out of here. And then his pastor called him and started talking about God, like just in that moment and how like the thing that saved him was his pastor's call and him not wanting his mom to get the like the call that her son had died. Mm-hmm. And um, I said if Joe Button can be this vulnerable and open and be on love and hip hop and like be really nice with it, then I can I don't have to limit myself. And um, yeah, that's, so that's probably that's probably where it started for me. Him and him and Lupe. I want to say for me. Um, the sad thing is, is that I didn't know that it was okay to be an artist in that aspect because I didn't have anybody around me. And, you know, you listen to art and you see art and you hear people talk and things like that. But for some reason, like, I have put myself in this box. Um, so I guess the most, I'll talk about the most impactful art that I um, heard. And it was actually India Ari. Um, her whole Voyage to India Mm. album was just freeing. Um, One of the songs says, like, one shot to your heart without breaking your skin. No one has the power to hurt you like your friends or your kin. And so it just goes into, um, you know, how people around you can be around you, be in your space, not understand you and hurt you intentionally, but how you have a responsibility to, um, to heal for yourself um so I even in high school that's the first time I heard that album and that just stuck with me you know throughout the years um but not even trying to plug the thing that freed me to talk about mental health is actually you guys because that you guys were the first artists that I seen that knew that 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 felt comfortable and vulnerable enough to put your life in your art and I had always put myself in a box, like I said before, thinking that every poem that I had to do had to have scripture verbatim, had to rhyme. It was such a box that I put myself in. And until I met you guys, I didn't know that that was OK. How did how did um, how did it how did it make you feel as an individual like like one holding that in as an artist being being an artist and like not being able to be vulnerable in your art how did that make you feel um all that time and and like what how what is the difference now so when i was holding it in it was just like a a front like and i think just in totality like as a whole, I think I was putting on a front for all of those years. It was heavy. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was such a burden to not be able to be or to think that I wasn't able to be 100% vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so once I started writing um, from a vulnerable place, because you guys had to tell me, hey, you're not being vulnerable. And I thought that I was. Um, once I started writing from that place, it was so freeing. And so now I feel free, like being able to write from a vulnerable place and to be able to um, hit on mental health. And like I always say, and be able to talk to people 
that come up to me afterwards like hey I felt that and be able to tell them how I was able to get to a whole place um well my my experience was a little different it was never like art for me um I had some issues growing up as a child um I had some anger issues kind of uh not really anger it's the way I handled things I used to let things like build up build up build up build mm-hmm. up build up and then I would lash out and so when I was like third fourth grade um I had to go see a counselor at school it was not like an outside of school counselor and they actually is the one that started making me write poetry um mm-hmm. and then they they actually told me when you're feeling bad are you feeling um, angry or whatever? Write your poetry out. We want uh-huh. you to write it out and say how you feel, and you know. And I, when I was little, I was like, "Oh, this is stupid." But like, <laughs> um, I, but I definitely when I started writing, <laughs> oh, my sister thought I was crazy um, because one time I got me and her got into a really bad, and I wrote her a long. It wasn't a poem, but every time I write, it's come out in like poetry form. Yeah. But I wrote a long letter to her explaining how what she did made me feel and like everything. And she she truly appreciated it. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it was like really good. And we actually like worked out what we had to work out. Now, me, in the moment, these words going to be terrible. Like when you ang- when I'm angry and I try to express myself when I'm angry, I'm gonna say the wrong thing. I'm gonna say it the wrong way. But some reason when I write, it's it's a little different. So I think I've always had that mindset, even though I don't necessarily share those poems. Like I may write something how I feel about things. I don't necessarily right. always share those uh, for everyone. But I think. I think in a way I thought it was it made me as a male poet I think I I think it made me weak you know what I'm saying like sometimes like if you if you share too much of your experience mm. it, like uh, or share how you're feeling too much it made me weak and I remember um I remember like completely in total not like testimonies like when somebody give their testimony in their poem but like I re- remember completely and totally like judging somebody because they had did a poem about um they were just saying like they had the weight of the world on them and all mm-hmm. this other stuff and i was like man keep that to yourself nobody want to hear that you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I, that's what i was thinking like man that's for you but i think that kind of opened my mind to be like look like people can grow from that yeah. people can grow from you being vulnerable um i'm still working on it to this day um uh about just allowing myself to actually write things that that I am going to perform um right. that that is vulnerable and everything I think it's a constant thing that vulnerability it, it allows when you are open like that it allows for people to hurt you because then you you yeah. know you um you're showing what bothers you you're showing and I'm a person like I don't want no one to know what bothers me because you start trying to purposely mm-hmm. um you know pick at these things i'm a scrap <laughs> like i gotta i have yeah so um i'm like oh I, god i haven't got there yet 
Because if somebody, if I tell somebody I'm, um, if I tell somebody I had depression after my mom died, and then they come back and be like, man, sit your dumb self down, go sit your depressed self. <laughs> I, I think we all fighting at yeah. that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, bro, I'm scrapping. Fighting works. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so I'm, I'm not there yet. So God's still working on my heart. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm going to pass it to Danita. Yeah. So, a a couple things. Um, Brittany said something that really stood out to me, and Dufay said something that really stood out to me um, because they're similar to my experience. So, getting back to the art, um, one of the things that really helped me, and I know that Dewan is not a fan. Of this person as a Christian rapper, but <laughs> one of the one of the people that really helped me um, feel, I guess, comfortable or even just kind of showcase what it looks like to be vulnerable in your music is uh, Trip Lee from uh, Reach Records. I'm with so, it. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Trip. I'm a fan of Trip as a person and as a minister, but not as a rapper. His rap's not for me. He can it, rap though. Respect. Just not for me. Right. So that's why I said I know this is not a, a person that you're a fan of. But I felt like one of, one of the things he really did with his music was be um, really vulnerable, but also be really careful about um, not glorifying his struggles or anything more than he glorifies God. So I, that was a lesson that I took. And he has this one song. Um, it's literally called IDK. So it's not I don't know. It's It's IDK like in text talk. Um, and it's basically just talking about how, as a Christian, he's going through this physical illness that is literally keeping him from ministering, is keeping him from writing, is keeping him from doing the thing that he's been called to do. And he's literally just like crying out to God saying, I pray to you and I don't think that you hear me. And I'm out here trying to do this mission that you've given me and you just seem kind of silent in my struggle. So where mm-hmm. are you? Um, and it was a, a really vulnerable song. And it was one of the first things I've ever heard in Christian rap like that um, on such a, a main stage. Like you can hear it from local people, but like, yeah, on a, on a really main stage. Um, and so when it comes to me, like Brittany said, the collective was really pretty much catalyst in me writing vulnerability for myself. Right. Um, because like Brittany said, like you guys gave me not only just the space to do it, but you encouraged me to do it and, and to pull myself out of that box. Like Brittany said, of just being super rhymy, um, always having a positive or happy resolve in exactly. a poem whenever you go through a struggle. Um, and I, I distinctly remember, and this is how I even tried to change my writing style, is Dufay saying, as we were sitting in one of the times we were hanging out and like sharing poetry, he goes, it's a good poem, but do you have to rhyme so much? Like you don't have to rhyme. In mm-hmm. every poem. And I'm like, but I thought that's what you did for poetry. And it's just like, I mean, yes, you can, but that's not, not the end of it. Um, and then when Dufay was saying about like when things get really um, heavy or really angry, writing a letter, I remember, um, especially when it came to me moving from my grandparents' house to moving in with my dad. And the relationship dynamics were different. So being raised with my grandparents, with my grandma, we literally could just tell her everything. We could talk to her about anything. Mm. Um, but when it came to my dad, I didn't have that same relationship. We didn't, for me and him, 
he wasn't my confidant. Like I didn't have that established with him. So one of the things my grandma told me, which made me start writing poetry, is whenever things get too, again, too crazy, too heavy, too stressful, whatever, just write it down. Yeah. And so if something would happen, a, a disagreement, a disconnect or something between me and my dad, I couldn't talk to him because I didn't feel that same kind of confidence, but I would write him a letter. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I remember um, something happened and, like, I just, I wrote my dad this letter and I slipped it under his door and I, like, went back in my room and I sat down and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I feel better. And then he came back and he's like, what is this? And it, it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't it was it, it started a conversation for us, mm-hmm. so we could okay. actually sit down and talk. But he's just like, "What what made you do this?" Like, and like Duface said, a lot of times when I write, it comes out as poetry, and it's not intentional. Like, but it's just it it follows a certain whatever um, in regards to poetry. So that was really like Tripoli and the collective is what gave me a, a good picture of vulnerability in art and especially as Christians. Yeah. With the curly cues. I'm not about to play with you. Do need to write some curly cues, everyone? It's very pretty. <laughs> she does always have no about pen. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, I didn't think, answer the question. I was about to give you a follow-up question, but never mind. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to take mine from the angle of like something different because I'm not an artist. I'm a teacher, a school teacher, high school, <sighs> the future of America. But um, yeah, so for me, I would say I had to be vulnerable every day. And when I realized that I would have to be vulnerable as a person in general, would probably actually, I think maybe being in college away from my family. I wasn't that far away, but two hours, two and a half hours away from family was pretty rough. So I got involved in a bunch of organizations, and I think that caused me to be more, like, open and talk to, to people. <laughs> New face, stop. <laughs> oh, that's the Whoa. Be like, Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> um, he's over here trying to do sorority well, and fraternity stuff. I, I am a member of Delta now. Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. 1925. Uh, 1913. Oh, 1913. <laughs> I'm not about to play with y'all. On the campus of Howard University. Oh, Howard, anyway. you? Was black people allowed in them? At Howard University? Howard. Not black no, university? No, in the sorority fraternity. What? That's what they created okay. their own. They had to create their own. I just don't understand okay. how people get black excellence from Greek life. But Okay, we'll talk about that on another time because we don't have time. Shots out. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I can't. Anyway, <laughs> I would say being in college made me open to being more aware of being vulnerable and being more aware of my mental health. I remember one time I was having a really rough time and I called my grandmother and I just cried and I was like, I want to come home. <laughs> and like, she cried with me and that was like a really eye-opening experience. Like that's Shout when I noticed. Shout out to our grandma. Yeah. It was okay to not be Okay. So even when I'm teaching with my kids, I'll tell them like, hey, it's okay to not be okay. And if there's a problem going on, you need to tell me because I don't want to get mad at you or like snap on you for not taking notes when really there's something bigger going on. So I can't help you if I don't know what's going on. Um, You snapping on kids for not taking notes? It's English class. It's what you do. You take notes and write papers. I just want to let you know, if you correct my grammar one more time (laughs) 
Um, I can't make any promises. She's an no, English promises. teacher. She's a whole English teacher. Like, I, don't I, care, I understand I taking don't, notes. I don't, I don't remember teachers snapping on you. <laughs> like, you ain't writing these notes down? About this uh, old fellow we trying to study? My teacher was yeah. like, my teacher was like, as long as you here, I don't care what you doing in this boy. They don't care. I and that'd be the time when I walk, when I'm not caring and my boss walk in, I have an observation in, and I get in trouble for not monitoring that behavior. Yeah, no, I don't know what kind of teachers y'all have. My teachers was definitely snapping on all the students. Yeah. So I didn't get and snapped we off and I'm taking notes. Well, how, many st- well, how many students y'all had in your class? About 25, 30. Oh, okay. I had 32. Okay, yeah, mine was like 30 and above. You know, the urban cities. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you, no you can um, you just slide Excuse by. Excuse me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We, uh, we from the hood. Uh, they went to these peninsula schools. First of all, relax. Um, I went to Cast Tech. Hi, excuse you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Number one, second to none. Have an excellent day. All right. Wasn't your security guard just body slamming students? <laughs> no, no. First of all, no, had, no. The security guard just got body oh, slammed. Right. I graduated <laughs> at that point. No, but no, the word on the street was he was trying kids and he deserved it. But I have no say in that. I don't, I have no allegedly. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I wasn't there. All right. So, <laughs> um, do y'all live in this? Um, Mm-mm. I live in this tension of like vulnerability being a need for us because we don't know like who needs to hear our testimony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, like some some people say, you be vulnerable and people can weaponize it. Um, and so th- there's always that tension um, for a lot of people. Um, but I think that leaning on the first point, like really motivates my art. For one, if I say it first, you can never use it against me because I already like embraced it. I know that. I know we say that, but is that real? Is for that me, for like, me? It is. Uh, it's yeah. not real for me. For real. It, it may be. It may be. Uh, I may be okay with saying it, but it's still a sore subject. So, like, if I bring up something and someone turns it around, and, and like you said, weaponizes it, it's not. It's. It makes me want to retreat into myself mm-hmm. and not not help people with my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I, I believe as Christians, we're called to be vulnerable. We call to give our testimonies and give our life stories, but I, I think that I think that's a thing I hear a lot of people say. I just don't know how true it is. I, I just don't know and like in my vulnerability what somebody can say to me that I hurt me. Like for me the actual experience hurt. You talking about it is nothing. Like I already lived through it. If somebody was like, Oh, your parents ain't raised you So I dealt with that when I was a kid, like Okay, I could raise you off this ground with this uppercut, but like, <laughs> but that's you, that's you rebuttaling. Yeah. No, no, I, I mean, I don't say that. I'm like, it's, it's meaningless. To but me. do like, you feel it? No, I mean, one, I never, I never experienced somebody trying to. First of all, anybody who do that is trash. So even if they don't use your vulnerability, they're going to try to use something to hurt you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just haven't ran into it. So for me, it's um. It's kind of the same, but slightly different. Um, when I, when I get to the point where I can be vulnerable with somebody or specifically in my art, it's because I've already done the work to work through it. Mm. So again, like I said last week with it being a privilege to be in my inner circle, 
Like mm, you're gonna double down on that, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doubling down on it. I'm I'm saying I say that to say, like Corzetta said, like everybody doesn't get to see me exposed, everybody doesn't get to see me be vulnerable. Um, so it's it's not something that everybody has access to. But when I get to the point where I can be is because I've already talked to, you know, the people that I trust. I've already um I've already been vulnerable mm-hmm. in a space that I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. and I've worked through what that struggle could be. So by the time you get back to me to talk about whatever it is that I'm vulnerable about, it's like you late to the party. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is what this is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I think you're going to, you're going to say your point. Anyway. So what I want to say is that because it hasn't happened, I can see, say, that if it does happen, it won't bother me if I've worked through it. Mm-hmm. But as an artist right now, I don't think I've ever been in a place where I've done something vulnerable, like you said, that I haven't already worked through. And I don't know if that's it's still a form of vulnerability, mm-hmm. but it's still protection like of myself as an artist. It's, it's scripture. So, hmm? so before you get into the scripture, yeah, my 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 the uh, my rebuttal to all that, I don't I don't want people hearing to think one one it, that yeah, is talking to Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I don't want people he- hearing to think one that it's a situation where you are not gonna get hurt for being vulnerable. Oh yeah, like yeah, you are definitely gonna get hurt right. for being vulnerable mm-hmm. like like this is not something it's not something for the faint of heart it's mm-hmm. not something that you you're putting out there like it's all roses and and sometimes when i hear that when i hear that that the oh uh, you know it doesn't bother me or anything i i feel like people may give a false expectation mm-hmm. of that you being vulnerable may not hurt i think we're called to be hurt sometimes and i think sometimes um putting stuff out there will actually you know back not backfire but it will be used against us so yeah yeah i think even going back to what danita said like about the close circle you can be vulnerable and still be hurt by your close circle yeah like for, for me sure. yeah not even outside of being an artist like i remember like i had three deaths in my family like back to back like within like two months and I remember going to my closest friends and saying, yo, I'm tired. Like, uh-huh. I cannot get up and pray today in front of the people. I cannot do it by myself. And they literally came back and said, oh, well, we need you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like those people are, like, closest mm-hmm. to you. And so, like Dufay said, like you will get hurt like mm-hmm. being vulnerable even if it's not intentional you know so i think we just have to be prepared for that i mean so i've definitely went through that with people close to me have used vulnerability well try to weaponize vulnerabilities but it's always been their misunderstanding yeah of mm-hmm. what they yeah. think my vulnerability is but the scripture I was affirm, uh, referring to is it's a scripture set that says we should praise um god because he has comforted us in any affliction mm, mm-hmm. and that we take that same comfort to comfort those mm. in whatever affliction we've been through. Mm-hmm. And so like one, when I, I was teaching this uh, scripture to um, the young adults at my church and, and asking them, 
sometimes they don't. I I ask them if they don't share testimonies because they haven't found God in the situation, mm. um, and so mm. they can't they can't share the comfort of God in that moment because they haven't they haven't found Him in that moment. And finding God isn't like finding God in our vulnerabilities and our brokenness isn't always like the thing is resolved. It could be like, yo, this sucks, and mm-hmm. it will always yeah. suck. Yeah, but God will give you enough strength and comfort. To be able to live with this, so yeah, being on stage, Oof. like talking about talking about being poor or not being raised by my parents or having this super big epic love and then coming back and say, "Hey, yo, that ain't work out." Like that—that yeah. that means it meant a lot in the moment. But on stage, what I'm telling you is, I've been through this and I found God in that moment, right. and mm-hmm. so. Me telling it to you now means I already found them. And if you are listening to this poem or this song or whatever, and you can relate, he can be there for you too because it wasn't nothing special that I did. Um, but, you know, God is close to brokenhearted. Yeah. yeah. And even like, I think we can find safety because we do vulnerable poems and we do them together, even if mm-hmm. it's a solo poem. Yeah. So... The, the first show me and Juan did my piece family reunion and home back to back well you, you gotta tell the people and family reunion is basically my story of how I don't you <laughs> 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 just ate my fries <laughs> and I'm about to fight so we're talking about <laughs> yo I'm pouring my heart out but let me let me crumple up this McDonald's bag and the microphone <laughs> But family, Why are you my <laughs> right? Family reunion is uh, basically um, it's quick backstory. I was in a, a cemetery shooting a video, and I was uh, wait, 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 what you mean in the cemetery? You said that so casually. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling a video. If you gonna be in the cemetery, you got to start the story with that. All right, so boom, Why I'm in the cemetery. <laughs> the videographer like hey my grandma buried there my um daddy buried there my uncle buried there it's a family reunion so basically that's the presence of the poem why home is about how you can't find home in people because they're not going to be here forever no everyone you love will leave you eventually yes that so we did those poems back to back but we had support when we went backstage after we were on stage doing that. So um, I forgot what I was saying because Dufay ate my fries. But um, base, it, it's easier when you have people who are artists that get on stage and are vulnerable. But you know when you go backstage, somebody is there saying, how are you? How did that feel? What can we do? So to that point, um, circling back to our first show. That was literally like the the collective support and the collective just being there was the only reason I was able to write Hurt Bay and then actually perform it. So Hurt Bay, because I feel like Dewan looked like he about to say something. Hurt Bay is the poem that I wrote about me and my ex-husband's relationship and divorce and all of that. And so, first of all, the collective just encouraged me to write the poem, period. And then... um just again being comfortable and being in that inner circle was like okay now you can present this to the people and being able to get through that poem 
literally that day and then walk backstage and just see like people sitting back there like, yo, you killed it. Yo, that was dope. Like, was the reason I was able to do that poem other places and just period. So like, like Brittany said, like having that support and that to know that you have that support is a whole world of difference. And yo, we blocked your mans at the door because he was wilding. Punched in again because we had a whole extravaganza going on in the background. <laughs> this week's <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> Why are you saying like that? McDonald's. Mick. McDonald's. Hey, this girl judged me at McDonald's one time. Cause I had already ate. She's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, I already ate. So we went to McDonald's. So I just got the strawberry little cake thing and a strawberry shake. And she looked over to me like, that's a really gay <laughs> like me. Hey, that that's strawberry a- cream gay. cheese pie is fire, though. Never had it. What? I need to stop drinking and eating at McDonald's. I don't know why. You just ate my fries. So, first of all. <laughs> first of all. Don't slander me on this here podcast. Yeah. But before we jump. We, we, we all right. We all right. Yeah, before we um jump. Go off the subject. Uh, story, story time. Y'all ready? Yes. So, um, this is this is tied into uh being vulnerable or whatever. So, a dude I know, he cool. We this is this is a long time ago. Anybody that know me, has known me for a while. They know I get busy on the Madden. I'm like the cold, the coldest. You know what I'm saying? I used to play it. I played at Four Field, different um, uh, different. Uh, arenas and different things around the city um it's just be that man at the madden but if you do, if you know me i talk so much junk i could be losing by 50 points i'm still talking junk i'm talking junk the whole time i don't really lose that that much um so I, i'm playing this dude he supposed to be my boy we cool now it's my my dude now but i'm playing him and we like 22 23 and you know, I dropped out of college, and um, I'm playing them, and I'm talking mad junk, right? Okay. Talking mad junk, like boy, you can't check me, you can't hold me, you might as well put the sticks down. I'm gonna tell you my play before I do it, you know what I'm saying? And you, you still won't be able to stop. I'm just talking junk the whole time. He get mad, you know what I'm saying? In confidence, I told him like something that was bothering me. My man said, he said, oh, you might succeed. On this video game, but you failing in life. Oh, and I no. was like, Dang. "Whoa, bro!" Like, like, we had, we had like one of those. You sharing something with me that's like super. Uh, what's the name? So I'm gonna give you something back, so mm-hmm. it won't feel like you, you gotta talk in the mic. I'm sorry. You had something. You know, I'm giving you something back, so it won't feel. Um, so lonely. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so you can feel comfortable mm-hmm. with what you're telling me. So I was just, I was flabbergasted <laughs> that this dude said this to me, and the only thing I could think of was, "Oh, we about to scrap." And when, <laughs> like, like, and when I, I get really, really mad. Um, this might be the scariest thing anybody I know will tell you. If I get really, really mad. I get really, really quiet. Then you might see one, um, one tear drop out of my eye. This might the be the scariest tear. thing. Yeah, it's 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 
me trying to calm my body down et- internally mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not it's anger it's not like sad like when i cry i cry you know i'm not saying i don't cry i do cry but when i'm angry it, it'd be like that it, your eyes hurt so much because you're trying to just and then that one tear fall that's what happened and i was like oh i'm about to kill this dude over <laughs> mad like, so no but i think those experiences different experiences like that made me like afraid mm-hmm. even in ministry to be like oh i'm gonna share this story with you yeah. i'm gonna share this with you because people like and then i'm like bro this this man this don't matter what right. you told me right like what you told me matter you know what i'm saying like like and what i told you matter you brought it up because i'm beating you in madden mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was wild mm-hmm. but um shout out to him because he probably gonna <laughs> listen to the podcast uh, you know what I'm saying? We cool now. You know, thank God for uh, forgiveness and uh, restoration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to keep it moving. Uh, what's the next topic? So our next topic um, of the day is, is, is the next, we got two options for the next topic. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the first one. The next topic is. That sounded shady. I'm scared. Inquiring yeah. minds want to know, is flirting considered cheating? Yes. Let's go around the table and then we can tell our reasons why. Maybe. I'm on the fence. Nah, maybe. ain't no Mr. Feeney. Maybe. No, he was Didn't clearly on one maybe? side of the fence. Mr. Feeney was definitely on one side of the fence. He was. He stayed on that side of the fence. He did. Mr. Feeney? Are you talking about Tim? Boy meets Boy world. Meets world. Oh. He was on the fence? No. He, no, he, he was behind his fence. Oh my gosh. Wait, I thought that <laughs> I thought oh, that was, you're talking about home improvement. Yeah. Yeah. No, it we're talking about no. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, it happened in a lot of shows. Mm. But Mr. Feeney was dropping gems. My response is still maybe. The Dawn? Yes. Flirting is cheating. Yes. Yes, we can sit on my Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break it. Tread lightly. Okay. <laughs> so, my thoughts. Well, you didn't you say yes or no first. No, um, this is his answer. This oh, is my answer. Yay. My thoughts is cl- closely aligned with Danita's, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because I think intent has a lot to do with it. How do you unintentionally flirt with somebody? No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. Not unintentionally flirt. The intentions in your flirting. Right. But why are you flirting at all? Mm. You can have a harmless flirt. Mm. I, I, okay. Can we give examples of harmless flirt? I ain't gonna hold you up. When when we met, I think you thought I was flirting with you, and I wasn't flirting. I think I I have a, just a personality that that is flirtatious personality, like a charming. I just that's how I am. I think charming. I I thought you were charming. Okay. But there is a difference. You hear that tone? Oh my god! I was charming. Childish. I thought you were charming. I think Juan is charming. I think there is a difference between a charming personality flirt. and flirt. I'm not trying to we turn. know that we're not you flirt. About you. We know that. Look at your shoulders. You flirt. You got your arms out. We know that you flirt. I'm trying I to think... find a wife. Damn, what you doing after the podcast? What you I'll about fight to you. <laughs> that's, that's awkward. Every night I gotta fight for my life. <laughs> Wait, why every night? What you be yeah. out here doing? <laughs> on the east side, Wild okay? I uh, know, I don't want no east side love. <laughs> Wait, don't be disrespectful. Anyway, Dufay? No! no Brittany. Brittany. I'm sorry. There's a difference between a charming personality and somebody flirting. So, 
and what the other person receives because you can't you cannot control yeah, what the other crazy, yeah you can't control what the other person perceives it as yes, because because they have charming personalities somebody can perceive that as flirting right and that's not their fault I ain't gonna hold you up most of the time I'll be flirting even if I don't like you it'll just be flirting <sighs> I feel like I think that's a problem. There's a couple layers here. One, you can have a harmless flirt, especially if the person isn't accessible to you. I've dated a lot of people in with careers where like flirting with the people they are interacting with is almost like muscle memory. Like I've dated baristas, people like teachers, uh, like it's it's like harmless flirting. I think if the person is accessible to you on a consistent basis, you probably shouldn't flirt. And if the person is wilding and they responses to you, like if you give a, a gentle flirt and then like they get sexual with theirs, yeah. now that's, that's when, when I fall off now, quickly. Now like, that's nope, when never again. If you keep if you return off off the sexual flirt, now you wilding. Now, no. So we talking about being in a relationship. Yes, uh-huh. and it being okay for it to for you to so harmlessly so flirt me, with somebody. Before I give my it, answer, it, it also depends on the length of you flirting. If you just send like a line or a bar, you can you, you can shoot a bar out. So, I think flirting is sub- subjective, mm-hmm. but that's one. But two, real one, one. <laughs> let's let's break this down. <laughs> if your significant other asks you not to flirt, I do believe. At that point, you should respect what they're doing. I mean, respect respect what they're asking, and attempt not to flirt. And I do believe if you continue to flirt after they ask you not to, I do believe that is cheating. That's I, that's my mindset. Um, just initial conversations, I do not think is flirting. I also think I'm I'm like why like you have, yo you know waitresses things like that. They just naturally flirt with you. And you just naturally fur back. Um, me personally, um, not now. Before, um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So, put that out uh, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, I I think that is not an intent for more to happen. There's not an intent for you to get their number. It's not an intent for you to sleep with them. Not an intent for anything else. Like. It may be a tent for get something free on your bill. You know what I'm saying? That's for everybody. That's that's good for everybody. So you out there in the waitress flirting with you, and you flirt back, and you get a free drink. You know, everybody won. You, you saving money. Saying? Let the yeah, single person money. at the table flirt. So, like one. You said like one? Yeah. Why? Have I like flirting with waitress like, while I was in relationships. The, okay. Can we that's define flirting? Let's define flirting. Okay. I, I will say... Any any conversation you can have with somebody that is charming that can come off like you have interest or you find them appealing in some way. That's flirting. Yeah. That's a pretty pretty Man. good they need, definition. They need to hire me at a Webster. At Webster? No, they don't. I can No, I they can don't. Like, so I don't think like so if I say somebody, oh, like you look nice today, I don't think that's flirting. That's not flirting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think that's flirting. That's a compliment. Um, that's a compliment. But yeah. if you say it in a way where she feel like you have interest in her, or but I think, and see, I that's, think that's where perception comes. Yeah, that's I think, perception. I think perception yeah. says somebody saying you're, you're, bro. I one hundred. 
I'm, I'm trying to think who watched this podcast, listen to this podcast at my job. <laughs> but one hundred at my job one time, right? I, this girl was eating like one of those store bought pickles. Um, she was like, you know, the, the pickles, mm-hmm. and, like what's in there, right? She mm-hmm. definitely got wrote up by HR Duh, a couple I, times. I, I ain't gonna hold you up. <laughs> so she looked like just like a regular plain Jane girl. You know what I'm saying? So she was eating. Does she uh, listen to the podcast? No, she doesn't listen to the podcast. But people that know her listen to the podcast. I'm just. She I don't think. Listen that, to this one. I don't think the people that's around her uh, listen. That's that's no people that I don't think the people that know her listens to the podcast and will know that I'm talking about that situation. She does not work with me directly. Okay. So she came over and she was talking to someone, and she was eating a pickle. And she was going to work on that pickle. And I was like, bro, that make me want a pickle. And she said something incredibly foul. And I was like, oh, no, I need to get up out of this conversation. <laughs> I felt like I need to go to HR to report this. And, um, and it was wild. So, like, that's what Juan said. But people... Cause I said like, oh, you make me want to, you want, you make me want to get a pickle. You got an extra pickle. That's what I said. And um, and she said what she said. And I feel she emptied the clip. Yeah, she uh-huh. did empty the clip on that point. I feel like my part wasn't flirting, but because of her response, I know she felt that I was flirting. And that's why I said my maybe, because like we said, the perception. So, I know just just from personal experience, again, having that kind of like charming personality, I, I can come off as mm. if I'm flirting. But I think that is completely dependent upon how the other person perceives you. So, I think in some cases, and I'm, this is all opposite sex, in some cases... The opposite sex can perceive you as being attractive to them. So any interaction they're going to take as flirting because they already have that picture of you in their head. So your intentions, again, can be completely innocent. It's just your personality type. That's just how you engage with people, period. But because somebody else is attracted to you, they're going to take that as flirting and go too far. Okay, so let's say this. Because Juan has said uh-huh. that there is nothing wrong with a harmless flirt. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he does that. intentionally flirt yes. and he's been in a relationship. And I want to know how that's okay. See, I just that that part I disagree with. I no. Okay. I, I think I I nope. Nope. So let me so, <laughs> okay, so let, let me ask you a question. Who? If me? you yes, if okay. if you know that and like a harm, and a harmless flirt. If you know your man has no intentions on being this with this woman, is completely faithful to you, and has no accessibility to this woman, and it's not, it's gonna be a moment that doesn't last outside of this fifteen seconds. What is your problem? Why? What's Why the, you what's the, the point? point? There's There's no yeah, need yeah for what's that? the point? If you already have what you're like, if you're satisfied with your significant other, why would you? We do a lot of things out of. We do a lot of things out of personality quirks, and we do a lot of things that are just vapid, period. So, personality-wise, you can be charming and give another woman a compliment. I'm not insecure. Like, you can give another woman a compliment. That's all flirting really is. Compliment? I think there's a difference. If your man was like, yo, if I wasn't here with her, we could be having dinner right now. That's wild. That is wild. 
But don't nobody get into that bag. I don't think you really think that harmless flirting is harmless flirting. I think you think that your personality can come off as flirting, which is I, I, not in your control. No, no. Yeah, I've flirted with people in relationship. I've been in relationships with women who I know flirt with other people. It doesn't bother me. It didn't bother them because it's like... It's a 10 or 15 second moment. That means nothing in a larger picture. I know... Uh, I was about to say who she coming home to every night. I'm not shacking people who listen. I promise y'all. Clear that up. I've been getting Clear a lot of comments about... Yeah, down. I know I've been cast as the bad boy of the podcast. Look, I'm saved for real. I'm not shacking. But it's a 10 or 15 second like thing. is not really an issue to me. Donna, Don, what you think? I think that flirting is cheating, but... That's because I also am a person who believes that any emotional connection can also be a way of cheating. And if you have enough Facts. flirting and enough compliments, it can lead to that sometimes. How do you get a com- emotional? Okay. Emotional cheating is has no, to no, do no. with vulnerability. I, I get that part. But, all right. If I get an emotional connection <laughs> with the waitress I'm going to see for all of 10 minutes... I'm but a I'm saying, what if there's a person you flirt with every day in your office? Oh, Something I don't, I don't like do that. that. You know what I'm saying? But even a waitress, like you can run into a waitress that every day. hasn't had a compliment that's, in years, and your said, harmless flirting uh-huh. can my, my harmless flirting always falls under that person doesn't have accessibility to me, and I don't have accessibility to them. But that so it's not harmless, them. right? Do, do y'all do y'all believe that y'all significant other and and or yourself can have like a celebrity crush? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. I know my, I know my okay. other does. And I definitely me, have a like, celebrity crush. Okay. A couple of them. No, that's it. That's I, all I want to know. So I used But I don't to. flirt with Gucci Mane. Like, I don't. <laughs> have you expressed to your significant other how you feel about Gucci? Yes. Oh, okay. So with that, my answer is still no. Like, I used to when I, I used to have celebrity crushes, but I'm like, it's no point. Because you have no access to that person. I mean, I'm not saying I have a crush on the person that I'm flirting with. I cannot be attracted to the person at all. Attraction means nothing when I'm flirting. I don't need to be attracted so to somebody. what's the point of flirting? Maybe we need to talk what, to two the, guys who are not natural charmers. Yeah. That, true. Yeah. True. So Maybe. my thing is, at why as women... Oh, nope. That's not what I want to say. No, <laughs> I said, what? What? Are you talking about this secure? Why? No, 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 yeah. So why do you one excuse you? One, I know a it's lot of women that. who flirt. Like it's not just men. So you said because you said we gotta find some guys that wasn't. I know I'm a sorry, lot of women. Charming. I know people. a lot of women who flirt. Like okay, people. I'm sorry. Just at work and every like work. I do too. Walking down the street, like people just flirt. Like it's very sh- strange. I, I'm, I'm like a type of person. If you, I'm a. Bl- if I, if I was a little lighter, I would definitely be like a blusher. So when I flirt with somebody, I don't think it's gonna ever come back. And then it comes back, and, and if it comes back, wow, it's crazy. But I'd be like, oh no, you you messed this up. This, like, like, <laughs> so why do it in the first place? Like I don't know. Like I really, 
really feel like that's it's, the answer. That's I, I really answer. feel like it's it's muscle, muscle memory. memory, and then I also feel like it's like a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Like, in most of mine be like little compliments. It don't be mm-hmm. like something like wild or nothing like that. Um, it would be really little compliments, and then and then it just it, like but, I don't know. But see, I mean, that's where that's dangerous, though, because I mean, but but. It's, I think it's different with you two because you're Christian men, so you actually have integrity. But right in any, I like I'll, shut up, Dwan. No, allegedly. No, no, I understand what you're saying. John just wilding yeah. specifically to you guys. Yes, I'm talking about you two specifically. Oh. That's what I said. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> I got the gift of integrity. Wow. So, like, y'all have actual integrity. So it's different. But with anybody who isn't as sound, who isn't as solid, it can start with just a so, harmless little question. flirt. Why are you in a relationship with someone without integrity? Y'all always go back to that. I mean... Wait, I didn't say they didn't have integrity. I said someone who's not as sound. There's levels. So, so, so then, somebody then flirting not- isn't the issue. You're not about to twist this, sir. Oh, I'm not about to go down this road at all. <laughs> I'm going to stand on this ledge by myself. Look, go people ahead. need to get some confidence, right? <laughs> we got to stop stressing the meaningless things in life. I'm going to get these bars off. Go ahead, King. So I honestly don't believe. Okay. This is what I've learned in my relationship. Is this one the last one? No, I'm no. no I, 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 I'm about to say this for real. I am incredibly ignorant <laughs> to the ways of women and the way they flirt and mm. what they mean by they flirt and mm. what they mean with the intention that they give because I've been told at least four times oh that means more than you think it does mm. mm-hmm. and my girlfriend has been absolutely right Every and single I, time. Yes, she has been right. Every time. Know. Yep, you know. she knows. Every time. Yep, and I was like, wait. Oh, he tripping though. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, um, so like, the thing is, even if she wasn't right all the time, like, there there, there may be times where I'm like, okay, you, you, you over-exaggerating, or, I mean, you're not over-exaggerating, but it's, it's that one is not that, mm-hmm. and she's not right about that one. But the ones she's right about, she's, she's right, about. right about. And it's like, and I have, I have really, so with the the knowledge that I don't have and realizing I don't have that knowledge, I do think it's safer not to, uh, what's the name? Not to actual, actually flirt. I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I don't think it's cheating. I think it is you can you can eat and not be a, a gluttonous person. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think you can um, flirt and um, not be a cheater. Mm-hmm. I do see the connection, though. I do, I do see where that flirting can lead to cheating, but I just don't think flirting in itself is yeah. is cheating. If you're going to cheat, your, it's your heart. If your I girlfriend, think it's your heart, too. For sure. If your girlfriend... Harmlessly flirted with somebody. How would you feel? I I feel I feel like well she don't like just like the ignorance I have. I feel like that is on every like girls don't understand what what guys do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I think she's a little wise. Like she she just be like I think sometimes 
the signals we think are signals that girls are flirting with us are not girls are flirting with us with those yeah. signals. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I tell her, like, I have told her before, I've told a lot of girls, like, oh, the thing you're doing right now can be taken as flirting. Like, like, don't hit me. Like, 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 we joking around and mm-hmm. you start hitting me and you want to wrestle and stuff. I'm taking that as flirting. I don't care who, I mean, like, you flirting with me. Like, we not just, you took this to another level. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, if she's doing, if she's, like, hitting people and stuff like that and, like, oh, you silly, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I'm, to me, it's not going to bother me unless, is it, unless it's a person. Yeah, like, right. it's certain people that I, I don't rock with. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if somebody I don't, like, yeah. care about, I'll be like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, like her. Like, if she feel the other person on some other stuff, mm-hmm. she gonna tell me. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she gonna be like, oh no, this person is doing this and doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at the beginning of my relationship, I'm like, oh, it's okay. They not doing nothing. They don't think nothing. Then like, you get those messages <laughs> and you get those those mm-hmm. little sayings and you get those pickle comments and you'd be like man this girl was right and what she was saying so to me I just don't think it's cheating um, mm-hmm. but I do see where it can lead to cheating and I feel like if your significant other girlfriend boyfriend asks you not to do it I think you should try your hardest not to do it but I think they definitely should give you grace because if it's embedded in you it's embedded in you okay like asking Juan to quit Asking Juan to quit flirting, cold turkey, is wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see. Going through what he gonna say? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I, I ain't gonna hold you up. He gonna like, have to be quiet. I, I'm glad right. you said what you just said. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't be having anything to say to some some people sometimes, uh-huh. except flirtation, like little little like compliments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So then it come off like, dang, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They like, well, like what's, what's wrong? And I, and I realized, like, I don't really want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Sometimes, sometimes flirting is just an icebreaker. And again, this is why I'm, I'm on the fence about it. So sometimes it is just an entry to conversation. It is an icebreaker. It's, you know, something to say to somebody when you in the elevator for, you know, 15 seconds or whatever. Oh, that's a really fast elevator. Uh, you can flirt us off in the elevator. <laughs> you <laughs> sick, bro. First of person. all, relax. When somebody walks into the elevator, that's an enclosed space, so you just gonna get your your bars off then. Okay, I'm bro, gonna I got, stop setting. I got like this. Off probably like two weeks ago. That's too much. Male and a female in the elevator, same See? day. That's I, wild. See, that's why I was like, hey. you don't know how I live my life. No, I'm kidding. So I'm hustling. The crazy thing about me though, oh I mainly only flirt with oh. people I know don't want me. What? Like if you want me, I most of the time I'm not gonna flirt with you. But if you like, so if, you just if I know it's not gonna lead to anything, I'm gonna definitely flirt with you, just because it's harmless. Like I know I'm, I'm just shooting shots at practice. Okay. And if I can get a giggle out, so I'm writing it down in my notebook. About to give these to Lakeisha. You have next a notebook. Mm-hmm. I rehearse. Okay. <sighs> What's the next topic? <laughs> Walk us into the next thing. I'm gonna buy a whole <laughs> different set of co-hosts who gonna support me and my. You gonna buy own. some co-hosts? Oh, you got the bag, huh? Deep pockets? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> Did you not hear the last episode? My soap says soap on it. Like I'm poor. All right, so our next topic. Let me do a little setup because this is about 
black love? And is there there a stereotypical way, or, or do people feel like there's yeah, is there a stereotypical way to be a black couple? Hmm. So this 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 came up for two reasons. One, the last relationship I was in, I think people identified us as a black couple because we've seen us on the web like. I'm an activist. She was a a, a naturalist. Uh, we would be cooking dinner and like listening to Soul Sister and stuff like that. Or like, oh, we just love seeing I Am Not Your Negro or like, mm-hmm. why you love hip hop? Why you love <laughs> hip hop make you a black couple? We just did <laughs> all these black level. stuff. It's like, different levels. I think people looked at us and was like, yo, they black. They black. Black, black. black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've also run into a lot of women who, let me not say a lot of women. I'm not out here like that. There's been mm. women I've talked to where they said, like, oh, I don't feel like I'm black enough for you. Mm. So the first, a couple of times, most of the time. And there's, if I'm honest, there's been women I'm trying to, who I've tried to talk to where I felt like she isn't black enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, for those who've, you know, been in a relationship, uh, do, you, do you feel there is a certain way to be a black couple or... Do you know what people mean when they say, oh, yeah, that's a black couple? Yes, I definitely know what people mean when they say that that's a black couple. I think that's different for every person, but it's it's I think it's the same interaction you have when you mention certain, quote unquote, black things. And if people don't have that same reaction, you're like, oh, give me your black card. So it's like they don't know how to play spades. So you're like, wait, who raised you? You know, who raised you? Um. In in my last in my last relationship, there were definitely moments where I was like, "Dang, where you come from, and how you not have these same type of experiences as I've had and stuff like that." Um, so like, there were times where I felt more quote unquote woke, even to something as important as we have in the black community as voting. Like me and my ex had different views on voting. Period. He's just like. What's the point of voting? Like, why? Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to vote at all. Meanwhile, my dad probably at some point was a Black Panther. You know? Like, voting is something uh, extremely important to him. That was the game in, huh? You know, yeah. <laughs> my dad was not a Black Panther, but he could have been. Um, and so, like, my he was very, very adamant about teaching me um, things about civil rights and just our, our Blackness and owning our Blackness and being proud of our Blackness. Um, and it's something that was not important to my ex. So I was just like, that's a part of me. That's part of my history that I can't relate to you on. I think that it goes back. It it comes down to not necessarily a couple, but just a black person. So it's <laughs> if you not woke, and I won't say like woke enough, mm-hmm. but if you not like just at least one eye open, like I think that right. As long as the one eye is in your third. Yes, that part. <laughs> that part. Um, shots. yeah, shots fired, and will continue to be. Mm. Um, yeah, th- that's a that's a problem because you have to be conscious. Yeah, I'm saying all these. I know the words. words that you all the words. <laughs> I. No, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> but no, I, no, you you have to be aware. Just at least aware. Mm-hmm. Of what it is to be black and what it is to be black in America. For real. Because, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking about conversations that 
that we have around this table and among the collective, especially when it comes to like raising your kids, like what conversations yeah. are you going to have with them to prepare them for the world if you're not even just aware? Like if you don't acknowledge certain things that are attached to our skin, right? How number one, how am I safe with you, and how is whatever we produce going to be safe? Yeah. Well, like, mm. what are you going to tell our children when it comes to interacting with the police? So mm-hmm. this is just you know. Uh, um, shot in the dark. It sounds like y'all don't believe in interracial dating. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna keep it a bean. No comment. I don't. Mm. You gotta say words. You can't just do I, body language. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, y'all can't see me. I threw my hands up with the, the shoulder shrug. Like mm, I can't. I say this. It's not that I do not believe in interracial dating. It's not for me. But the yeah, it's not for me either. Obviously, I mean, you're wedding a, in September, so <laughs> yeah, he's a black man. He's a black man. Um, I was married to a black man, so that's not a thing either. And so. I, I can't speak for everybody, yeah. but for me, if I had have ended up with a white man, or I'll just say white man because every other race is a minority, um, he would have to be woke. Like he would have to know, like Gary Owens. He wouldn't be able to question me and think I was irrational for being afraid when the police pulled me over. Like, for me. So, shout out to everybody that's in an interracial relationship and how y'all handle that. But again, there would have been barriers, you know? So. My thing with, you know, back on the subject, I don't want to jump up that subject. We can say mm-hmm. that for another time. All right. My thing with the black, 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 I do think, one, if if you're black, you are black. Now, mm-hmm. you may not see yourself being black. I but the world does. sure the world sees yeah. you as being black. Um, so, I think... Uh, I definitely do think that we have uh it's like we you know how people like say like childish gambino here nerd he's not really black i hate mm-hmm. when people do stuff like that because mm-hmm. he does have challenges as a black man too mm-hmm. i know personally me and juan when we first wrote and first performed black blame, blame the boy, boy yeah um somebody i was talking to i came to me and was just like i don't know who emma till is and i was <laughs> yeah. I was definitely put off. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, hold on, what? Now she was, um, she was beautiful, mm-hmm. and I think I let that one slide. But I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you know. Oh, we got some teaching to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I, I think, I do think, it's, it's a. It's a want, but it's not a need for me necessarily. And I feel like I'm blessed to have like woke, you know, highly educated black woman in my life now. Come on, you Talk know about what I'm saying? It. But like, I think it's not as bad as long as they're willing to be receptive to things. Mm-hmm, but I right. do think, you know, I, I I do think you can be in a relationship and feel that the person is not black enough. Or even worse, I think it's, it might be worse for that person to come to you and and say, you know, um, they don't feel a, a black enough for you. Especially like, uh, oh, it's simple. I, I have a poem about, oh, I'm sorry. I have a poem of, oh, that was much different. Mm-hmm. I have a poem about um, dark-skinned African-American women. My, yeah, my girlfriend did. is light-skinned. Um, or 
brown skin. Shout out um, to Crayons the Color Pencils. Yeah. Um, and I, it's on the YouTube. I, I, so I have that poem. And my worry was that, oh, my girlfriend is going to have a problem. She's like, no, nah, I don't. She was like, you shouting out them because they need to be shouted out. I, I, she's so, mm-hmm. yeah. I love her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and, um, and I think that was super dope that she did that. But I can't, can you imagine me and a poet and you doing poems about chicks with natural hair mm-hmm. and you dating somebody with, you know, straightened hair, relaxed hair. Um, and then they coming up to you and being like, you know, all your poems, yeah. all your poems, you talk about this natural hair, uh, thick queen. thigh, yeah, thick thigh queen, and I'm um, skinny with uh, <laughs> with, with a relaxer. Hair. Yeah, like, um, do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been through that. Um, in Japanese denim, I'm talking about shea butter and seem like, yo, my hair don't curl that way. I can never get my hair into uh, an afro or whatever. I don't use shea butter. I'm like... Garnier Fruitiste. <laughs> but but First of all. the conversation I said, like all black hair isn't one like right. there's right. a spectrum. So I think when we talk about blackness, right, at least when, how it shows up in my relationships. Well, period. But I think how people talk to me about it in my relationships is two different things. Like the awareness of blackness, culturally, I mean, the awareness of blackness politically and socially mm-hmm. and historically and what that means. I think half of the some of the chicks who think they're not black enough for me is because they don't have like the social or historical awareness that right. I do. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and I never, I never project myself as being like, oh, I'm ultra black, get you on know, my level. But I think then there's cultural blackness where like, if I'm talking about brown sugar and boys in the hood, you're like, I don't know none of these. It'd be chicks who feel like, oh, I ain't black enough for you then. The other thing is like, man, do you black. Feel like you, I'm sorry, do you feel like in those situations, do you feel like with them not seeing the movies that you, the cultural, um, the movies that you reference, the, the different things that do you think like this a problem? No, because I can always put the movie on. Right. Now, if they like, oh, right. I don't want to watch it. If they dismiss it, would it be in something that's important to me culturally? Then I feel like that's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in, so, like in my last relationship, we would go see I Am Not Your Negro. But also read Jane Austen when we get to the crib. Or like watch all the Twilight movies mm-hmm. in one day. So it, it was we wasn't just out here doing like super black <laughs> stuff all right, the time. Right. Like no, yeah. was, oh, we only go to Universal Soul yeah, Circus. Like, <laughs> fam, we would listen to uh Marsha Ambrosia and then Hill song. Like it was just <laughs> a spectrum of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like and I, I feel like um Yes, there are things that are going to be important and sacred to me about blackness that I want someone who I'm interested in to at least be curious about. And they don't even have to have the same feeling as me, but at least be curious about it. Um, and if they're dismissive of that, then that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. What about you, the Dawn? Dawn, the Dawn. I forgot the question. <laughs> yeah, they don't got black people in Indiana. So... The question she's is, she's in black. Gary. She's in Indiana. Thank you. Oh, they're in Gary and in, in Indianapolis. That's it. Yo, they got Dawn, Arnell, and Janisha. <laughs> are those the Indian animals? No, 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 no. Those aren't. Those aren't the Indian animals. Oh, those people we do. Those are the, the black only black people we know in Indiana. And their and their spouses. Yeah. Our cousin JoJo is in Indiana. So it's for you. He's in Indianapolis. Is he an Indian animal? No, no, he's from no Chicago, one we know so is an Indian animal. You gotta let that go. The topic, Dawn. 
Is there a stereotypical way for black couples to behave? And have you ever been in a situation where you felt like your significant other wasn't black enough for you or vice versa? Okay, yes, I feel like there is a specific way. Talk about it. For black couples to look, but no, I have never felt like I wasn't black enough or that my significant other wasn't black enough. Um, I've never felt that. So you ain't never had to tell them. Every time we talk about black and white issues, you always take the white I've, side. I've never had to say that. Okay. Never. I just need somebody. I need. I just need a queen when I'm discussing something. Oh, Lord. I don't understand how people can do this in life when I'm discussing something. Like that's racial. Um, that that's that may be at work. That may be in life. I'm sorry. Um, discussing something in life that's racial or or something that is just bothering me. That is some some. Oh, <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Uh, Passive aggressive, just things. And I'm like, oh man, I know this because I was. Bl-. And they don't, I don't even gotta say it. They like, girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, boy. boy. <laughs> Like boy, I, I I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't did that. To, you know, I just need mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need that. I need somebody yes. to be there with me. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I don't really care about the movies, like uh, the cultural references. Like if, if she ain't seen Martin, like if you ride with me when we riding, we good. We can learn yeah. about Martin mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know Fresh Prince and all that other stuff. Like why I said you can just you can put the movie. Yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah, and but that, what if you put it on and she like, I ain't trying to watch this, bro. Let me tell you, let me tell you, though, I don't think she gotta go. I just keep that in the tuck. So when she puts something on, and I'll be like, Remember when I threw on Martin? I'm not watching this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how you do it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta throw it on. Back to what the was saying, I stuff. think it's like the, the limit mm-hmm. or the minimal thing as a black couple that we that is a requirement is to war for each other yes mm-hmm. especially when there's something racial and not to make it passive but to actually war for each other and stand for each other for sure. and understand each other because if you are black in a relationship with another black person and you feel like there has been an injustice towards you and you have to fight to prove your point to the person mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're in a relationship with, that is that could be exhausting. It's so much work. But there it's are so those times work. that black people, especially in couples, and I had to learn this, we gotta pick which black heels we're gonna die on. Like one <laughs> one of the one of the conversations that I always the person who I'm talking to is never on my side with it, but I'm not gonna die on that hill is uh resume friendly names oh. like i'll be wanting i'll be wanting to name my kids the blackest thing ever yo winter and, nicole with two wives yeah mm. but and i've also realized i've always i've always dated women with resume friendly names um but they're never on my side but i'm like you know what i'm not gonna die on the hill even though i think the reason why you're saying this is informed by how whiteness plays out in your life but we ain't even gonna get into that <laughs> That's a sneak diss if I ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> and a sneak diss. I, you want me to list the name? No. No. <laughs> no, I meant I'm the talking last directly statement. to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll text no. 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 Put your phone down. Take his phone. <laughs> I'm not. Nah. I don't know what's on that. I should put them all in a group chat? No. I know you're wondering why I gathered you all here today. <laughs> Uh, to talk about the injustice towards me and my name picking for my future children 
Right. I'm going to hold you up. I'm just thinking about that now. And I'm uh-huh. really, I'm really thinking like, I, I ain't going to rock with that. But wait. <laughs> You're not going to rock with the names. resume family name? I mean, no, 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 no. I'm going to name my kids what I want to name my kids. Mm-hmm. But like, the stuff I want to name my kids are resume friendly. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Like, it got to make sense to me. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But your name isn't a resume-friendly name, My but resume. it's also a fire name. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like... Tell me about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I take it back. I take the compliment back. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I understand that. Like, I don't know. But at what point do... I'm getting off topic. But at what point do we stop, like, I don't know catering when it comes to, to what people want or what people deem as resume friendly and i think that's the well that might be the point that you're trying to bring up is that i should and hr representatives that can bring us in there don't be acting like it ain't about who you know it <laughs> is about who you know but so why when, do we have to keep catering why can't we when just I see tashiana a, a, a actual prejudice come in my brain but that this person is not good. I'm, that's like, a reflection uh, of her mama, not Tashiana though. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> that's that part. You gotta blame their parents. You definitely have to blame their parents. But also, I I personally, this is way off topic. I'm against the whole resume friendly name because I don't know how to say it. Because in any language or any culture, man, you got people out here with nothing but consonants in their name. And nothing you can say their name. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I can't pronounce half of my students' last names. But they can, like, HR can. Yeah, so if you can pronounce like those can. names, you can, you can try to pronounce And black pronounce people are the only ours. people who names that, that aren't resume friendly. Right. No. No, I have students. No, no, I'm saying. Air quotes. Black air quotes. people are the only okay, that talk like, about sh- our names not being resume friendly. Don't know the culture. But they have a culture. Away. They have a culture. We like have a culture, too. Black well, Americans I mean, have a culture. Like, like, like Spanish, uh, Latin, Latin people. Oh, it has uh-huh. it has a root. It has a, yeah, his, a history behind right. it. So our, because our, our, it's not like we're giving them uh, African, African name. names, mm-hmm. uh, Nigerian right. names. Mm-hmm. We're giving them name or uh, my sure. name is French. So we're we're giving them names that we create, and mm-hmm. it's nothing wrong because we are creators. Uh, African African people, African American people are. Creatives, mm-hmm. like we are a creative people. We created this country and we built it, and we did everything Preach. we had to do uh, uh, on this country. We made, we gave them swag, we gave them culture. You know what I'm saying? We are a creative people. The thing is, um, our creation when it comes to name doesn't have a cultural. But, but see, that's the problem. Yes, they stole our genesis from us. Yep. we created a culture, and then they said, "Nah, that ain't professional." Well, fam, if you didn't like colonize us to the point of our chapter one being slavery then we wouldn't have had to create another culture and number and we should not number one as a people we shouldn't feel restricted but also number two we shouldn't be punished for that so i i agree i I agree what you're saying Mm -hmm. but you're saying it's not reality yeah are we going to be punished? Of course we are. Because prejudice says, the, 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 the prejudice sneaks in your mind, says this person is not um, professional when you see mm-hmm. the name. Mm-hmm. And because we don't own it, we're not in that position. We don't look for our names. We look for Brittany. We look for those things. Mm-hmm. I know people I know people that don't put their real names mm-hmm. on, on their resumes because they won't get pulled. Yeah. There was a study that came out like a year ago that said they put... 
the same resume uh-huh. out with Change different names, names yep. and the person that had a regular name got called like yeah. 70% of the time more than the person with a name that was um, I, I don't want to say ghetto um, ethnic. <laughs> ethnic thank you um, so I, I think it's, it's something that we got to deal with <laughs> I think it's something that's real and but I mean that's I, why it's not the black kill I'm a down because I'm waging a word that that particular war is something my kids will eventually have to face. If I mm. force this name on them, then yeah. their their employment is in jeopardy. Yeah. Well, as a person with a not resume friendly first name, I've mm-hmm. did I've done all right. I mean, but it's not like wow. For those of you don't oh, know, like my unresume friendly name is Don Anthony. So, but that that could be French. That could be some freaked Italian. No, it's Italian. My middle name is. "Quote unquote French" because my middle name is made up. Yeah, to but, it, but when you hear Don Anthony, you're not thinking about Mac and Bewick. <laughs> First of all, right, right. I just got offended, like, because I'm from Mac, so it's what? Like East Grand Boulevard. Don't. But people were not gonna. You said you said you're from Mac and East Grand Boulevard. Yeah, we're yeah. from Mac oh. actually. So oh. that's why that's why we offended. Like, like wait, what? You too close to home. Hold on. Out of all those streets, why you picked him? prophecy mm. or i probably just listen when y'all say things pay oh, attention cute. y'all heard japanese dinner i do all the things your man won't do bye. like listen goodbye <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right so our next topic do, 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 do. our next topic is homie court do, 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 we are back do, for week do. three of homie court and this <laughs> week's topic is when a treacherous a disloyal, <laughs> a unwise, a deceitful, <laughs> law-breaking scoundrel <laughs> would have the audacity, the audacity, the temerity, the unmitigated gall Come to on. leak the group chat. Y'all better say these words like y'all know. And That's just a violation. Well, one here, here's a couple of things. One, why is it a violation to leak the group chat? What goes on in the group chat stays in the group chat. If the peop- if the public was allowed to see what happens in the group chat, it wouldn't be a group chat. They would be added, right? Right. It would be a wall. Uh, you know, you post on someone's wall. Exactly. It's private. It stays where it's supposed to be. It's a safe it's a haven. Un- it's an unwritten rule. I think we all know it. If you're added to a group chat. You know, everything that happens in that group chat stays in that group chat. I think no one actually speaks the word. It's Vegas. I just think you know it. The group chat is Vegas. Well, it's not really Vegas. Vegas tells you what stays in Vegas. The group chat is just there. When you're at it, you, like you said, you should be feel appreciated. (laughs) You're at it. You should feel. It's a privilege. Yeah, it's It's a a privilege. privilege. Thank you. And then you, you keep quiet. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like everybody getting the the cute answers. Y'all don't want the group chat leak because there's a lot of slander. Oh, 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 no, no, no. We can get to that. Group chat is wild. And let me tell you something. I lead the parade of wildness. No. Any group chat I'm a part of, if it leak, I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, you up. Think, Actually, our group chat is If you're like listening that. to this and you're thinking, hmm, I wonder if he said something about me in a group chat. Yes. <laughs> I did. And I'm sorry. I no, do wonder not. how many group chats I'm in, like, and someone else is like, "Ooh, I wonder if they screenshotted this from my page today." You, you, you in the group chat? Yep, I said it. I love you though. You I, I, I ain't gonna hold you up. You, 
I'm gonna uh, fight you. I, I'm not in Somebody group save chats him. Because I actually Help don't like multiple uh multiple um like I don't I'm in two group chats, I think. Two group chats. Um one for guys and then one for the collective. And that's think that's about it that I'm in. Yeah. Everybody else I, I speak to personally. Wait. But hmm? I think I speak to like one on one. Okay. Um but I, I <laughs> for example, our group chat um, the men group chat, I personally kicked somebody out of it. Because we start talking about relationship stuff. And at first, our group chat was about movies and stuff. Okay. Then we started talking about different stuff. Okay. And I was like, well, this person don't belong. <laughs> and I, I was... They didn't request an ad back. Dang. So I just kicked them out. You know what I'm saying? See, I, I could have made I could have made another group chat. Mm-hmm. But they wasn't active in it. You know what I'm saying? But it's once you have missing. access. Also, let y'all know, Facebook group chats. And no, just Facebook group chats. If you add somebody, they can scroll back. So I just want to let y'all know that. Um, you gotta be careful. You can't ungroup me as well. Oh, you can't ungroup me. Yeah, so y'all okay. just don't think you add them for that moment. They can scroll back and read everything that's in there. Whole but novels. I, I just kick them out because you know you don't have that personal uh, relationship with everybody. Everybody has to have a pretty good relationship because, like, like Juan said, I'm gonna let my my <laughs> my tongue go in that boy. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> Yo. Um, and I'm going to say some stuff. I don't nah. know. I don't need to be editing. I knew what I was talking about. Y'all some nasty people. <laughs> I didn't react. I, I knew so. my point. Okay. Um, but I I know I've said things that can have me looked upon <laughs> differently. Uh-huh. Um, I know... Um, I expressed express frustrations with yeah. different people. <laughs> I screenshotted people and put them in a the group screenshots chat. Like, get like, you like, in look trouble. at this. Look at this. You ever screenshotted somebody <laughs> and like sent it to the person and had to play here. it off? Oh, <laughs> bro. Yes. I'm like, did you look at what you just told no, me? Let me tell you. Hey, yo, Facebook got that dog removed for everybody, and I thank God for that. That's new because they didn't have that before. Like you put something in the face in the Russell man, you can remove it for yourself, but everybody else. Everybody see else that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, they got that dude, that new remove. remove from, oh, so from, nobody else can see yeah, it. Yeah, nobody else can see it, but oh. they can see. So you can see Dufay remove something from the group chat. Right. Yeah. Like but nobody so, but else they, can go back they, and see it. They can't see it though. But so that's pretty dope. But that's how I feel. I think it's sacred. I think if you're in there with me, we have a relationship that you. I know you can't let this let this go. Mm-hmm. And if I've said it here, it better not be brought up. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. I don't don't even bring it up when we in person. <laughs> it stays in group chat. So no inside jokes. Gotcha. Right. I you know if it's if it's layered enough, but you can't. I can't say something wild and he'd be like, "We around people be like, boy, we remember when you said." Yeah. Nah, I don't remember that at all. No, no. <laughs> I have no recollection. Is that a dream? I got you. I'm in two group chats, and I know because of what's in the group chats that you just it's like you said it's an unspoken right rule that you do not leak and or talk about what's in the group chat, like. But do okay. And if you do, you might you you got to get out the group chat. Or 
just be shamed for a couple of days. So, do y'all? So every everyone everyone acknowledges that they've been the target of somebody's slander in other people's blue chat. There's no way. Have I? No that we haven't. Yeah. I can almost oh. pinpoint Someone, the date of when I'm the slander in other people's I'm sure You I probably have. can just scroll. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I have. Do y'all I, ever especially last year? Yeah, I know. Every I yes, I have whole nicknames. So knowing so knowing your your group chat behavior, because sometimes I slander people in the group chat or say something wild about somebody, and I really don't mean it. It's just to get these jokes off. Knowing that if you ever if somebody leak a group chat to you would you be in the target what would your reaction be why didn't you say it to my face oh she want to scrap i would no, go to the group, <laughs> when, when, I to the group time, when i have something to say about someone i've either already said it to them or i know i can go directly to them so it's like oh well, they know i ain't about that she want to scrap I, yeah i mean i, I don't I, care I, I'm gonna let it go. you know what i'm saying you might get blocked if it's wild wild but you know uh, i'm probably gonna let it go and then I'm gonna go to my group chat and flame you for hours. He got the hand <laughs> too. He got the this hand ready. Yeah, for right. hours. Just keep going and going and going. And we poets, so you know it depends. On oh yeah, depends you on can't slander a poet. It's you might get a whole, a whole set. A whole you poem. A whole no, no, no. Poem. You get a whole series you know of poems. You know that book I wrote? Y'all that was think, about you. Y'all think uh, from Baldwin <laughs> to Bland? That was about real people, bro. Let me tell you their names. Everybody I've sneak disc in the two years of collective VRT showcases have been in the crowd when they've got disc mm. and had no reaction to it. Yeah, people but, do be in the crowd. But but they come knowing the risk. True. Like you only the around first show. She isn't. I thought I had one I wanted to stick around and when she didn't, I just figured. <laughs> anyway, if the group chat leak and they flaming me and I feel like it's fair, I'ma hit them like, hey yo, fam. I mean, you right, but <laughs> you couldn't talk to me. Yeah, about don't it. say that to other people. Like, I know, bro. Why like, you ain't saying to me? <laughs> Has anybody? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Never mind. Has anybody at this table accidentally leaked the group chat? Our I group chat. I think it was accidental. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I'm glad we got. I, I'm glad we got the dawn here. But let me tell you what was wild about leaking, about that situation. Wait, can I be informed of the situation? Oh, can I be she, informed of the situation? Bro, she leaked the group chat to Dawn, then put the, the screenshot that she sent to Dawn to us to show that she leaked the group chat. I'm you know, like, you know, like, the people listening, I'm going to get the receipts. I think me and Dufay are the best with the receipts. The, you about to get the receipts from two years ago? Yeah, it I was. Just I was that was uh, like two years ago. Oh, we have this search engine that me and Dufay because Homie Core happened at game night. We got this search engine that me and Dufay are really so good at Don, using. I'm if, about to use it right if now. If you can take us down this journey of leaked Please group do. chats. I mean, I don't remember right now, like, what was said. But it was one of those, like, you told Dawn? Like, what? I remember. Was we wilding, though? I don't think so. It was something kind of harmless to me. But it was the fact that, like, she told me. Because y'all didn't even know me that well yet, mm-hmm. either. So it was kind of like... I know it's your sister, but what? I'm completely. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm. It, it was pretty early on, but you definitely leaked that boy and definitely show us the leak. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this what we doing now? Hey, it's no fifth amendment that I complete. What, what's the I, pl- I plead the I forget. I don't know. I'm sorry. 
Have you learned? You completed the fifth. <laughs> I, I guess not, because I don't even know what I did. But do you repent? Do you think differently about it? <laughs> <laughs> Will you leak the group chat Ooh, again? But that's kind of hard, because... We do have levels of group chat, right? Yeah. Everybody have levels of group chat. Yes. Like what one group chat outranks the other group chat. So a family group chat, especially their close bond, um, may outrank our group chat. Or do you have permission to leak your group chat if you got another group chat outweighs? I would I would okay, okay, yes. I would leak something from one of my friend groups group chat into my sorority group chat because wow they're my sisters so as like a sibling She's doing air quotes for people who can't see yeah as a sibling i can share that from my friends with my sisters but i would never share what we talk about in my sorority stuff with my regular friends right that could create controversy so your hierarchy goes blood family sorority sisters Friends? I would say blood family sorority sisters are equivalent to level? me. Oh. And I'm offended by that. I'm personally offended by that. But that's something completely different. That's the offline burn conversation. I didn't burn the sand, but I was there before you even knew what sand was. So What? Mm. What? I was there before. I'm confused at this conversation. She said she changed her diaper before oh. she got to stump in the yard. I don't think Before she could measure a yard. Before she knew what a yard was. Mm. But, but now she a teacher with a yard stick and now she don't even know your name. Mm. No, I make time evenly. I would say between. But, my but she's saying she wants more. No, no, I'm not. I she can speak no, for the only person she, I talk to said, every day. She said it should be a level. Yeah, gap. that's it all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Oh, um, but she didn't say she'd change it. But uh, mm-hmm. I, so, she said I understand so, you. So, so that's what I'm saying. So, do you think with the rules, it's okay to leak? Your friend group chat Mm-mm. to your family. If your family's above, my family don't have a group chat. I don't yeah, last family. time my family tried to get on the group chat, everybody started cussing each other out, <laughs> and it was Christmas. It was no, so collective. <laughs> no family group chat. Somebody wild. said y'all Merry wild. Christmas, and, and like, everybody it, got to cuss. Like, <laughs> Read the room. Read the room. Uh, <laughs> was Merry Christmas, and y'all turned sagging up. No, no this was about Detroit family. Somebody said Merry Christmas in the group chat and, and it's nobody messaged no Christmas. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Remember that time you got high and stole all the Christmas gifts? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you just get some wild in life. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Don't you put me in this group chat? Why I'm in this group chat? It was bad. Now you in the Walmart parking lot fighting. <laughs> Your cousin, you gotta explain it to the police. I'm going to Walmart. Why are we trying to meet up somewhere? Your cousin hitting the clapping hair emotion. Uh, emotion. <laughs> every, every word. Every word. Like, didn't I tell you to take me out this group chat? I said, take me yo, out this chat. Yo, Auntie calling you. How you get me out this group chat? Who put me Damn. in here? Did somebody somebody changed their number and never informed the group chat. So you just texting a random dude. And he's like, I'm not who you think I am. <laughs> Stop texting my phone. This is not Chris's phone no more. Oh my goodness. But you would invite them to all the events. All right, cuz. Well, now you're a fan. We got game. You're honorary, bro. So, in conclusion, this side of the table, y'all got family group chats, I'm assuming. We we tried to have one, but we don't talk in it unless something very important is going on. Yeah. And occasionally I'll drop a GIF image for fun. 
Yeah, we we have a family group chat. But the the I think the cool thing about our family group chat is pretty much who's in it is the family that we literally grew up with. Oh, okay. So like our cousins who were grew up around the, who lived around the corner was always at our house oh, plus the siblings. I mean, that the people in my group chat, we grew up with each other too. They so, was so just last question. Yeah. We also have another family group chat, but that's If the collective group chat leaks my God! Oh Who my has God. the most to worry about? You, you, you and Dufay. And, and I'm not even in that group chat, but I know it's you. It's Dufay. it's Juan and Dufay. Yes. Dufay said it himself. Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> yes, Dufay. No, 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 no. I yes. think I think it's actually gonna be y'all. They were like, "Why do you associate yeah, with these yeah. people?" <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, no, 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 no. they're gonna get it the worst. Like you were just in there this whole time with them while they were saying this. First of all, here's why that's not gonna happen because we're constantly sending rebukes. We're constantly saying no, y'all. But wow. y'all still y'all in there? Jumped into then, some of them then, too. Then they're gonna, they gonna if I if I group chat lead, they're gonna be clicking on the thing, see what y'all laughed at. Oh, mm-hmm. like she thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another reason yeah. why I can get off skate free. I mean, not sky free, but. I'm the same way in person as I am in the group chat. This is true. This is true. I'm okay. I'm a little wilder in okay. the group chat, okay. but I definitely stood up in the congregation and said I'm selling drugs in the parking lot right after this. And they clap for you. And I mean, his his online persona is pretty much his in person persona. In order of who would be, be scandalized the most in the group chat, it's a toss up between these two. I think. No, I got to have a couple conversations with some people. It's one. Dufay. I get blocked. Danita for governmental purposes. Wait. Corzetta and me. Wait. No, I I feel like, okay, if y'all gonna make me and Dufay one or two, whatever. Corzetta is definitely number three. Yeah, I'm like, how about Corzetta? Corzetta be (laughs) wild. She be wild. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm breaking the rules. (laughs) (laughs) You about to give an example. Wait. Wait. (laughs) If the feds are looking at our group chat right now, it is because of Danita. How? She has said some wild stuff. What? I'm no, not about to be say like, what? So if you find somebody VIN number for their phone. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> what are you doing in these things? I'm a whole Uber driver, okay? I have reasons, all if right? If somebody just so happened <laughs> to be an organ donor and they like... <laughs> Wait, that's what do I do with it? That's Jigsaw? too much. No. I'm not... No, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I contest the number three spot. You can do that if okay. Yeah, we'll put Grisetta at number three, which you're definitely for. How are you? How it'll be least? different type of scandals though. What have I posted that's wild in the group chat? I think you. I just laugh get, at y'all. I think, yeah, I think you will just get. I think y'all. Y'all guilty will have by association. The, yeah, I think y'all will have the. I'm sorry. Y'all will have the most reaction. I think me and Juan would definitely get blocked. By, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know about Band. five people right okay, now. First of all, y'all not getting blocked. People gonna pull up on y'all. Man, the people we talk men. I talk about, about someone in the group chat <laughs> every week. Bro, we talk about man, get out of here. Uh-huh. They, ain't gonna, they ain't gonna run up on I us. I was about to leak the group chat. Like, they gonna run up like, fam. Hand motions. All right, so we are back. Don is leaking the group chat for the third time in this punch in. One, I crossed the line, which I do every week. So we punched in, and then the collective crossed the line, which they do every week. So we punched in again, and then Dawn crossed the line, which <laughs> this is her debut episode, but she she's setting the tone. And now she's leaking a group chat. She's not leaking a group chat. She, she You leaked the group chat. 
Mm. Calm down. Danny leaked the group chat two years ago. Two years ago. Thank you. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't just like one message. Like she got like. First of all, she was able to find it again. Mm-hmm. First of all, your phone is a G for holding all that memory. And she just read like a whole ten minutes of messages that we had in the group chat. It was from 2017. Did she go to Homie no, Court for this? Yeah, she did. She oh, lost okay. her case. Yeah. Oh, this is where she couldn't put nothing on her edges or nothing for like a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember this. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I couldn't. I could not put anything on my edges. I couldn't use any products in my hair. Period. And I didn't care because I you I was take it down or something. Yeah, I took my hair down. Yeah. So that's a wild punishment. It is. You don't want us queens to be great. That's all that is. So to everybody we slandered in the group chat, we love you. If you slandered us in the group chat, love us. Purchase tickets to our showcase this year. All right. So before we get to our, our poetry breakdown, we do want to talk about that uh, the craziness that's going on. So there's a serial killer in Detroit. Um, he's been on the east side. The serial killer uh, MO has been murdering older sex workers from like 50 to up. It was brought to the attention of local police months ago, to which they responded, there is no serial killer. Um, and then this week, they said that there is a serial killer. And um, they have one suspect who is a homeless man, but that really doesn't make sense. So we want to send our prayers and condolences to the families out there of the victims. And um, just women be safe out here in, this, in these streets. You know, definitely uh, women be safe, not just the, you know, sex workers, because, you know, Detroit still has um, thousands upon thousands of untested rape kits. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I saw recently on some social media um, where uh, someone was, like, caught uh, trying to grab one of the kids. Just be careful, you know, like, watching your kids to school. Everybody... <clears throat> Everybody, let's make sure we are a community and keep uh, eyes out for our uh, vulnerable. Shout outs to um, 300 Detroit. What is it called? It's, it's something like that. Oh, yeah. Detroit so I don't remember it. Yeah, Detroit 300 or whatever. They're doing an initiative for the summer to, to, uh, to make sure we respect women and watch out for women. Uh, I, I suggest we all do that, you know, for our, our um, sisters and aunts and mothers just you know friends make sure you know we watch out for each other um if y'all see something going down you know step in call the call the popos um be careful now but call the popos you know just make sure um everybody's safe out there mm-hmm. all right any other uh things any, in the news and things bringing up any anything that's been going on I, I mean, yo, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> the guy that did the uh, the uh, it's above me now. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> uh, they they came yo. back and like pulled his receipts. And yes. yeah, now they're trying to cancel him because he said he didn't understand trans people and all this other stuff. He's he's a homosexual, yeah. and he didn't say he said he didn't understand trans people, and so they're trying to cancel him. Oh, shout outs. To everybody successfully getting Linda Fairstein um, booted uh, from her from nonprofit her, board her, position. Yeah. Her, yeah, all yes, her sir. boards. She got kicked off her publishing. 
She, nice. um, okay. Amazon and somebody else are, are pulling, are her, books pulling off the her books off the shelves. Nice. So shout out for that. But we want more. I want some convictions. I want some what's the names overturned. Uh, you know, keep it moving. These are people. Yeah, you know, everybody try to cancel everybody for everything. Mm-hmm. But like, she deserves she, to be yeah, canceled. She yeah. Be canceled yeah, she deserves. She what so baffles me is how you can't take responsibility. No, like, that's not, my biggest you know, thing. It's it's they're acquitted and people still saying they weren't innocent. They were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Acquitted. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They were they, everything was overturned. Mm-hmm. And they're still saying they awarded millions of dollars, which mm-hmm. is. Wasn't nothing. enough. It yeah, was wasn't enough for what they've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to everybody supporting Ava and the movie and everything. I, you know, I, we still need to read and see what's going on in our communities every single day. But yeah, shout out to the uh, doing that. Everybody look into that. Anything else? Yeah, there's a and don't just settle like with the Central Park Five. Like there are so many people who are wrongly incarcerated, and I. I'm really grateful for that movie just to shine light on that because there are so many people who are fighting cases of DNA that is just coming Mm -hmm. in in the, um, in 2019 and in the two thousands when it wasn't available, you know, back in the day. So just, you know, stay mindful and see what you can get involved in and see what you can get educated on. I do want to say something in regards to the movie. Is it, it, it's, it's a, just a statement or it could be a topic that I think is important. When Oprah said that mm-hmm. she believes we should watch it, she doesn't believe that saying it's too painful for us to watch is a, a valid excuse because the experience were painful for them young men. Oprah should shut up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like you have to traumatize yourself for the sake of social awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, it's plenty of people who knows that story, even if they don't have all of the details that the movie or the docuseries provides. Uh, black people and black art is so tied to trauma that I feel like, look, sometimes we got to unplug. Yeah. yeah. And, Sp- and, and not see that as being disloyal to our people. So, yeah. Oprah, <laughs> shut up. So yeah, a couple years ago when uh, Alton Alton Miller Sterling 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 Alton Sterling Alton Sterling and um, Philando Philando Castile mm-hmm. were shot in front of us back to back yeah, yeah like like we watched two men die you know what I'm saying like stuff like that we our minds are able to take that stuff and sometimes uh, compartmentalize that stuff mm-hmm. and able to go on. But that is trauma, guys. You it see is. people that look like you, who could be you, could be your cousins, could be your brothers, could be your family members, uh, you know, getting shot in front of you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, first of all, they, they pull away. It, it, it's wild to me because they pull away from most most times when somebody is being shot or being killed the camera pull away mm-hmm. um, and they don't show you mm-hmm. right but they th- think it's okay like we're just animals in the street yep. to show that and put it on a cycle yep. rewind it and rewind it over and rewind and it, it. Over that again. is not okay sometimes it is okay to be like I can't see I have not watched I know the story I've done ton of research on the story mm-hmm. I have not watched the um, with uh, Michael B. Jordan Oscar, Oscar Grant. Oh, I'm not. Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station, thank you. So I'm like, bro, I know the story. I don't need to see 
this. I know it's going to make me mad. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do that except to give it to God. Like, and, and ask him to, like, clear my heart. I don't want to be walking around here upset with people. And heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and heavy off of that. So if you can't watch it, definitely know the information. But if you can't watch the stuff right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, it took. I had to watch When They See Us in sections. And I, I did finish it. But I seen just a picture of the young man that portrayed Corey. Mm-hmm. And when I seen that picture, I was traumatized all over again. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Detroit. And when I was working oh, in the jail. Yeah, when I was working in the jail, I walked in and one of the officers looked just like one of the officers in the movie. And I froze. He said good morning to me. Like, he's a very nice guy. He said good morning to me, but I froze. And I was, like, petrified in that moment. It had to come back to reality. So, it is traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And we have to step out of what is trying to be normalized in our community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to step away. Yeah. yeah, to that point, I think, like, again, and like what Duve just said a couple minutes ago, like, they, they being the media, they being the news, they will literally just show the death of a black body as if they're showing, you know, the weather report or mm-hmm. as if they're showing, and this is so sick, but it's like it's highlights from a sports game. Like, look who the white officers just killed. And it's, like you said, it's just on a stream. And it's ridiculous. To the point where, I think, 2000... I'm really, really bad with years. But I think 2016 is when like I first started noticing and hearing about all the black people who have died at the hands of police. So, 2017, 2018, um, especially with... Philando Castile. I refused. Yeah. I refused to watch the news. I would not log on to Facebook. If somebody shared the video on my timeline, I block them. Like I'm not putting that in my system. I'm not putting that in my psyche yeah. because it is traumatizing. But even more so than that, for me personally, I have been extremely blessed in that out of the five black brothers that I have, they haven't had interactions with the police like that. Like, I, I don't have too many horror stories where, like, they could have lost their life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, most of their interactions while they were, you know, being confronted by an officer has been pretty good, you know. And I, we're, we're from Detroit. So it's like, for me, being the hypersensitive, empathetic person that I am, I can't help but think that could have been my brother. Yeah. You know. I could be in the shoes of, you know, any of these people who have had their family members killed by police or stopped by police, stopped and then turned into a murder. You know, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like I'm not going to I'm not going to put that stress on myself because I have to live it because I have to live it. And it's like yeah. I'm, I don't want to yeah. I, I don't want to give myself anxiety by watching stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so like I just I, I can't you you if speaking of mental health for your own health sake if you can't watch it don't watch it right yeah and, and, and like like Brittany said there's like I, I've never seen Detroit I don't want to see it I heard how it ended and I'm not gonna I mean I know the story and I know how it ended I'm like oh I'm not gonna watch that mm-hmm. put myself through that because there's a lot of emotion to deal with that we're dealing with every day mm-hmm. and um we're dealing with those emotions every day and to try to go and see a movie uh, and you know it's great acting and all but mm-hmm. it's not good the young man one of the young mans that's in the movie he's 
they shot the movie like last year. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm still recovering. Yeah, I'm not seen doing, that. I'm yeah. not doing any shows right now. I'm still wow. trying to recover wow. from playing the role. You know what I'm Just saying? Because because he he was like, wow, this is a lot. And and you know that's something that we have to have a balance with. Everyone definitely support art. Mm-hmm. Definitely support you know your your uh, sisters. You know what I'm saying? Shout outs to Netflix and their the things that they're they're allowing a lot of different yeah. people to do um on their on their platform mm-hmm. um but if you personally can't watch it, it doesn't make you a bad black person it doesn't right. make you anything like that um you know you know shout out to ava and everything um yeah shout out to yeah. ava i watched uh an interview i think it was either last night or the night before that she did i watched a couple of them but in one of them she was saying how um she she felt privileged to be able to be the director to go and walk through these stories of these five men. But she said one of the things that she was adamant about is having not just the stories from the men that this happened to and their input, but like on the set for the scenes, she had therapists there to help mm-hmm. walk people through. Wow. Like not only how to portray certain things in the role, but how to come out of that at the end of it. You know, when they ended the scene. So just shout out to Ava for thinking about people's life after just playing the role. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to move into the uh, poem yeah. now. Anything else? To, anything else? To... Nope. So we're, we're going to take a little break and then get back get into this poetry breakdown. Start acting crazy. You're going to start acting crazy? She an Indiana animal. All right, so we're back She's for our poetry breakdown. This week we have "Forever Don't Last." Uh, so I'm gonna let Faye introduce the poem, and then we're gonna get into it. Mm. <laughs> okay, so "Forever Doesn't Last" is a poem that I wrote at at work, <laughs> but it's about um, it's about it has it, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. It was inspired by her song. Um, forever doesn't last, you know, uh, the song. Uh, and then um, shout out to Ashley Moss, who is uh, the singer that's on this song. But it's it's basically talks about um, how in relationships we fall and we think it's going to be forever, and that may not be true. All right, so. Let's get into this We were young, foolish, but no one could tell us our love wasn't real. See, we flirted with forever. We thought in old age our bone creaks would play a familiar song, that our osteo would provide us with music we could dance to for eternity. We thought our stories should be written across the heavens, hieroglyphics on Egyptian walls. We thought our sparks would be transcribed in notebooks, that our final breath would be a part of God's opus, a part of forever, and we will be together for at least past eternity. We thought our souls had found home, warmth had finally found these bones. Okay, so... Um, starting the poem, uh, like I said, uh, we were young, foolish, uh, and whatever. And then it goes on to jump into things that we, we, that time kind of has, uh, had as things that we have looked on, even though time has passed. So Egyptian walls, uh, hieroglyphics on Egyptian walls, you know, like those have stood the stands of time, you know what I'm saying? Like, so um, the, the Big Dipper, um, the story of the stars, 
um, those that is something that has been passed down of the stories of the stars and how the stars became to be placed where they were. Um, we thought our love story would go on that. Um, and that, what's the name? Then the, um, the uh, love, the spark or whatever. The spark is a play on Nicholas Sparks. Um, it's a play on words with Nicholas Sparks. What's the name of the movie, y'all? The Notebook. The Notebook mm-hmm. that our sparks would be transcribed, transcribed in notebooks yes. that are forever would be a part of God's opus a part of forever and we will last together for at least past eternity so <clears throat> it was just it's we always tend to um we always tend to think once we start a relationship that it's gonna stand the test of time and even death wouldn't be able to part us but when our time came when no one alive will remember our names in unkept graves when my flesh was so far gone names barely visible on tombstones I knew I knew my bones would still miss you just same way I knew that love was real when I kissed you see you were supposed to never leave me you were supposed to make forever easy I had high hopes for us baby like I was on dope for us, baby Chasing after a high that I never get back again So we turned into three long years And it became painfully clear that we We would never see those days again Oh, oh forever Doesn't last too long, forever doesn't last too long forever doesn't last too long these days hey and i tried oh i tried to believe that we could make it oh it doesn't last too long these days foolish and we fought with a reckless abandon like two punch drunk lovers swinging haymakers with secret was shared we shared them on what seems like a forever ago on love drunk nights with bated breaths and hushed tones afraid because these secrets had never tasted oxygen these secrets only became real when we spoke them to each other's ears now we shoot them at ammunition at each other's hearts killing us with every word stripping trust from our souls wounding bones from words that cut too deep see we argued more we made love and we made love ever shame to be mentioned in the same breath as us we had enough of us and we knew that forever was far too long see we found time in others we found eternity on others lips we found moments of love that heal bones once chipped when my bones creak when they play an incomplete melody an unfinished opus of love i will always think of us and how our final love story should be written across the heavens reminding future lovers that forever doesn't last too long it doesn't last too long forever doesn't last too long forever doesn't last too long these days oh i tried i tried i tried i tried but trying don't work so i'll just have to face that forever it doesn't last too long these days
doesn't last too long It doesn't last too long these days We are back on Smooth Radio <laughs> W-A-B-C-D That was Forever Don't Last by the Face Syriac featuring Ashley Moss We do not own the rights to that song But we will accept the bag from Jasmine if she inclines I will accept the Jasmine from Jasmine All Sullivan right. How did you <laughs> <laughs> And Stallworth, whichever one comes first. So the uh, fact that the horns you break I'm down. Oh, okay. Um, what you say? What? What you say? The 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 breakdown for the second part. Oh, um, second part is tied to the first part. If you listen to the poem, the the main thing is uh, our osteo will provide us with music we can dance to for eternity. Uh, play on words with osteoporosis, osteoprovitis, but it, our bone creaks would play a familiar song. So it, it ties it up in the end. So the second second part is we started, we were going to be in love forever. Second part, <laughs> we was foolish because we thought we were going to be in love forever. And now we're fighting. We're fighting with secrets, you know, that we shared. Um, secret, you know, in any relationship, at the beginning, when things are roses, uh, all roses and all great, you you know you share things like I you can't believe you are in my life, and you share things that you'll never show share with anyone else, and, and then oh, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. then they become the things that they come back and you know hurt you, yeah, hurt you with, and, and this this part that this part talks about that we shared them on secrets when they never became real until we spoke them in each other's ears. Now we shoot them as ammunition at each other's heart. Mm. And then it says killing us with every word, stripping trust from our souls, wounding us with bones, words that cut too deep. Uh, yeah, so I, I, it, any relationship when you have those situations that happen, uh, like it's gonna be, those are gonna be like words that cut too deep that they're gonna be serious. Anybody yeah. know you've been in a relationship like. The person that hurts you the most is the person closest to you. Mm-hmm. So that is why that, you know, I put that in the poem. And then I said, we, we so after that, we decided that, you know, forever wasn't going to last too long. So it goes until we found time in others and found eternity on other lips. So we tried to find that same thing that we thought we had uh, for other people. Um, and then it closes with, uh, but every time my bones creak. Mm. Every time um, they play an incomplete melody, an unfinished opus of love, because at the beginning, you know, I talked mm-hmm. about our bones would pay us for eternity, but every time, you know, my bones creaks, I think of you and how our love story should be written across the heavens. And this is the beginning and chaining it to the end. It's because the beginning, I'm saying we have such a great love, it should be written across the heavens. And the, um, the end, I'm saying it's a tragic love story. It should be on hieroglyphics on Egyptian walls, written across the heaven to, to basically like, warn people that for every cautionary tale that forever yeah. doesn't last too long um and, and i think i think that is most of our relationships like like our first loves and our first uh you know big relationships you know we have that mindset of this is gonna last forever um and then we have that mindset that i know people who got their heart broken by their first love 16 
we're 32, 33 now, and they still trying to mend that. You know what I'm saying? But right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, don't get shot out here in these streets, line. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I I wrote the poem, so it can be like a, a I, I feel like people need to hear it, you know, because it's true. Like people have these issues, uh, and then hopefully they can hear it and find themselves in it and kind of heal from it, or whatever. But I, I, it's. I think it's a dope poem. It's so <laughs> it's sure. so beautifully written. Yeah. And there's you already like highlighted like the fire lines. Yeah. I don't know why this sticks out to me in this poem, but you have to go watch the video. And at the end of the first stanza when he says, You were supposed to never leave me, yeah. you were supposed to make forever easy. If you look at his body language, it's so believable. Like yes. you make this poem believable. And yeah. at that yeah. moment, I believed it. I'm like, oh, this is sad. Like, <laughs> Not about nobody. <laughs> but that's the, like that was that's what makes you such a yeah. dope artist, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like you a fire artist because just when you did that head lean and like your hip, I was like, this is sad. Yeah. So let me uh-huh. when when we would sit in rehearsals and you would go through this poem, I'm like, dang, this poem is amazing. Dang, this poem is amazing. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so tragic. But then actually, like, like the performance, man, just elevates it that much more. I'm, I'm sitting at the show like, what? And that second verse where Ashley hit that, I tried, I tried, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> well, she, she sounded her all day. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, in the audience, I'm like, are they singing and? You know, it's talking about each other. Like, <laughs> that was right. Y'all that. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, I was convinced. Amazing. She sang that song better than Jasmine sang it. Like, yeah. yeah. But I, I say that to say, like, watching that performance, Dufay, of you doing this poem, like, actually aside, just watching you do, the, like, the difference from hearing the fire in the rehearsal to seeing it on stage, I'm like, dang. This is what it means to be a poet. This is ridiculous. Hey, that's the tip of the year. Hey, y'all want to know something else though? I think people actually thought that was like a happy poem, like because but because of the performance, and I'm like saying like y'all have no idea like what he just said, but. I'm like that. That made me want to step my game up as a poet. Like, dang, how do how do I do that? That was one of the most fight. I think it might have been. I mean, it wasn't a happy poem, but it was more towards the happiest yeah. of that show. Yeah, yeah. first show. I, I, I think. Yeah. I think our our. I think. I think people were confused by. I think no. I people came to me later like, man, I'm going through that same thing. Mm-hmm. Like a That's, lot of people identify with it. Mm-hmm. It it was a lot of acting. Yo, it's easy. It's not. It's not hard to empathize with people that have that situation. Um that had that situation like that's that gotta be hard <laughs> to just do to deal with that you know lost loves broken marriages and things like that and mm-hmm. I was like yo this I, I was like I'm just put this boy it's out like there. the collective yeah. <laughs> I, so Fact. I just I just uh, I just went ahead and um, I gave it I gave it as much like realism as I could to be like I'm hurting in there and and, and yeah I Oh, it was mm-hmm. yeah. I try to be passionate. You you succeeded. <laughs> yeah, so that was dope. Um, 
I'm glad <laughs> I watched it. I, yeah, I would like, I would say, you know, watch the video, listen to the words. The words, uh, I, I really like this poem. You know, like, no, no doubt. It's not just because it's my poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the words, uh, that the way it ties together and everything. I think it's just super dope. Man, listen. So, I love English, right? <laughs> I love the English language. I'm laughing because Dufay is like looking at my face. Um, but I love the English language. And so when, when I um when when I can break down a poem and recognize like the literary devices mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, this is amazing. So this poem is very, very much, and I'm not I'm not gonna go through too many of them. But like you said already in the explanation of it, where you tie everything together. So like the first part of the poem is literally just foreshadowing the second yeah. part. So you're that's like beautiful. Yeah. The first part that's is nice. like that's beautiful. This should be written in hieroglyphics and you know, written in the heavens. And it's like, oh, you think it's because it's so lovely and it's so wonderful, but it's like, nah, it should be written like a hey, Hey man, be careful. <laughs> Just watch out. Tragedy. Yeah, yeah, and and I definitely, definitely wrote it with that mindset as a as a uh, Greek tragedy. It's uh-huh. one of the reasons why I said, um, uh, uh, like when I was explaining to you the actual stars that mm-hmm. used to be written across the heavens, mm-hmm. because a lot of stories in the old like Greek, what's the name? It's like back in the you know yes. back in time when before that this is how the stars entered this area and, the stars yeah. were used by orators and storytellers to explain <laughs> their history yeah. and things like that and yeah. a lot of um not to get too deep off into it but a lot of the astrology comes from the greek history and the yeah, greek traditions and, yeah in the story yeah. And, like everything it represents different stuff. Yeah. And so they people say they look to the sky. And you know, plus you don't have to get my Lion King on and say, all <laughs> 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 your forefathers. <laughs> Simba. <laughs> know who you are. I got a, um, a few things. One, if we ever do visuals for our poem, I feel like this and Still in Love have to go back to back. That's mm. like the same story. Mm. Um, two. Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. Where would you rank this in your discography of poems about relationships? Because you got Ooh, all of them. Oh, actually, poems that I like. I mean, I people, go through your list. People, people like poems that are not my favorite. You know, people like them for different reasons. Poems that I I like is probably second because okay. Wedding Day Orchestra is. Absolutely amazing to yeah. me. <laughs> like, um, like, yeah, um, and you know, if you guys are listening, check out Wednesday Usher. I think it's a, it's a definitely a, a, a unedited, un um, what do they call unmixed. it, unmixed, unmixed. Yes, copy of it on um, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, a Wedding Day Orchestra. Um, so this is Wedding Day Orchestra. Then this Wedding Day Orchestra is a good poem. This one is pretty sad. I, my girlfriend, when we first started talking, she said. Um, just do one of your poems for me. Before we, she knew me anything. She said, do one of your poems for me. And I did uh, Forever Doesn't Laugh. You know, in hindsight. Wow. should have did one. That was a little bit more romantic. Oh, I forgot. 1920s. Shout out to explain to her how the human heart works after the poem. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, right it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, no problem. But um, yeah, I was like, 
I did Forever Doesn't Last. And she was like, oh. oh. She was like, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, uh, do another one. I did another one. It was just like a... Blame the boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was another one. But it was a... Uh, I think it might have been... It, I don't know if it was Queen or not. Uh, if it was Queen. The, my part of uh, uh-huh. Black, Black Love Black. or not. That's she a good was play. Like, she was like, oh, I like that one. You should have <laughs> led with that one. Yeah, you should have like led with that one. The thing about Queen is, it's talking about like all black women. And I don't want... I, I feel like it's... Uh, I feel like when people hear it, they think I'm like, like trying to get on all black women. Especially like, like, the older women. Yeah. Yes. As soon as you say queen, they like come queen. to attention. Like queen. all the senior citizen women in the room. They all do. the senior citizens. They do. Love is a thing. They, they like being called queen. They do. I be trying to tell people. You like, have you defended us chest. gallantly. Yeah, and from their first movie, you've been on the defense. Rooks. Oh, that girl know my point? I love that piece. I'm sorry. Their first move was Genesis. <laughs> so, so. They got their they hair care. <laughs> <laughs> hair care process. I'm Sarah. Why do all the older mothers of the church be coming here looking like Shirley Temple? Edit. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'll be trying to get my spiral curls in tight, but curl formers. They're really cheap on the internet. We have to have a conversation about natural hair at one point on this podcast. It's at too the many Japanese dinner. That could be the poem. Okay. We're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. So all right, we about to wrap it up. People got to go watch Aver versus Low Deluxe and see Triple G. Uh, Don got cracked to sell. What? Don't t- I am an educator. I don't do that. Don't he trying to get me fired? No, <laughs> educated, look, all educators, as soon as they get a boss, ticket or anything, they be so worried. I'm about to get fired. You know how many teachers be out here wilding? Wilding. <laughs> and that'd be the time where they really think I'm wilding and I'll get in trouble. Okay, y'all have to understand. Dawn look, is the only black teacher in her. They gotta state. have proof. In no, that. it's well, you in black. Um, look, if you, if you get fired, y'all. You're the only black teacher in the district. Yes. The district. Yes. Stop trying to get her fired. That's so all. Like I, 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 I can't. You I can't take those jokes like, lightly. I let you go. I mean, oh, in his defense, he is an activist, so no. he'll get yeah, you I'll, out. I'll organize a whole protest for you, Queen. Bro, That's not too. gonna mean nothing to them. It'll be easy because you know, first black. of all, don't don't first just all, dismiss need, my protest they skills. They need you for they, uh, you know, I wish they was speaking to my. Yeah, we'll pull up. I'm sorry. Ain't that tough in Indiana? Is that chicken good? First of all, mad. Okay. All right, so that was episode three of Truth for Truth. We will see you next week. Um, follow us on our social medias, except for Don, because she's an educator, so she don't want your riffraff street rats. Is this follow a what? Follow Bye. me. Over the, oh, oh, oh. Uh, nope. Never mind. No, do you want? No. Follow us at Collective Verity on all your social media outlets, except for Snapchat, because we don't got one. Snapchat me at the book of wine. No. Mm. Mm. Okay. She didn't believe it. Alright, like love y'all. Bye. Alright, we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Indian animal. He an Indian animal. We from Indiana. We from Indiana. We from Indiana. We from Indiana.
Indiana move. Shut up.